Hey, this is Mark with Magpie Coffee Roasters here, and we are up in the mix. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Welcome to another Woo! edition of The Mix, coming to you hot from the Honeycomb Hideout. This is Sean, a.k.a. The Truth, a.k.a. The Super Nicest, a.k.a. The Nar Mr. R, a.k.a. Not the Black Dude that you thought I was. This is Caesar, the only hot one right now, apparently, <laughs> a.k.a. De La Foto, your favorite neighborhood Mexican Ernesto, Captain Culo, Coach Mr. Brunch, your local also, that Bobby with the dad body, the brown man in the yacht club. How the fuck did he get here? El Hombre de la Gente, the habitual line crosser, the honey badger, honey badger and the fucking baby whisperer. My bad. Yeah. I was like thinking of the introduction and forgot this wasn't the radio show, it was the podcast, but whatever. It's Friday night, yes. we're having a good time. How was your week? Uh, week was good. I was a little sick earlier this week. If you, you know, listening to the radio show. You'll notice he's a little nasally. Yeah, exactly. But I got better. Um, you know, the baby got a little sick too, so I took the day off, one day off in the week and kind of chilled. We both uh, watched a lot of X-Men and slept on the couch. <laughs> Oh, I got to send you an article because my brother sent me it. Uh, they're out of order on, on Disney+. Plus. Oh, really? So you got to watch them out of order, yeah. Well, I'm already... Salute to all you Disney+. Plus <laughs> yes. Fans out there. We'll talk more about that later. Yeah, I'm already like halfway through the third season. Yeah, it's in the third season after the Phoenix Saga is where it messes up. Yeah, I, that's what I noticed. I was like, hmm, mm-hmm. this doesn't remind me of my childhood. <laughs> in, in cor- Takes me back. <laughs> yes. Are we gonna- we'll talk more later, but... But yeah, other than that, just, you know, Turkey Day is almost here, birthday is almost here, and yeah, that's just it. How was your week? Well, my week was good. You know, not too much going on this week. It was a full week of work. Those are rare these days. <laughs> Holiday season. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it's pretty chill at work. The kid we talked about last week, uh-huh. the one that was going to drop out, got drop locked up. up last weekend. Oh, man. I don't even know what happened, but I was like, God damn it. Doing some bad boyhood rat shit. So probably stupid dumb. I don't know. Like, you know, that's the thing. Like the the thing about teaching, it's like it's like baseball. You just you fail way more than you're successful. <laughs> yeah, because you, just, you take so many L's. Like yeah, you just yeah. take so many L's, so many people working, and then they just you're like, I can't believe that happened. So it's just hard, you know, the brain's undeveloped. Like mine's probably not fully developed yet either, you know? <laughs> Even though you're three t- twice their age, sorry, twice their age. Yeah, you know, like boys, we're dumb, you know? We stay dumb as well. So yeah. He was dumb. I yeah. don't know what he did. <laughs> then we got another student back that had messed up, so another you know forty five. Another chance. Yeah. We'll see if uh see if it works this time. So they're always coming and going at my school. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was repeat offenders. Yeah, I'm just like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. But I am. We got a, a new one. Another one from uh, rural Nevada, southern rural Nevada, not from Pahrump, but <laughs> another super small town down there. Mesquite? And I'm like, what is going on in these small ass towns? Obviously nothing. That's why. Yes. They need. But some... he's super cool. We had like his first day. He like he wasn't in the system yet. 
we talked for like 25 minutes. He like he owned up to what he did, which is rare. He like took responsibility for his actions. Step one. He has a plan for what he's going to do when he gets out. Step two. And like pretty much knows what he wants to do with life. Okay. We bonded over like we both watch uh, that show with the forging show where they like like they forge weapons. It's like a <laughs> reality TV show, the contest. And he's like, Oh, you've seen that show. I'm like, yeah, like my roommates <laughs> I watch it. Like, so, you know, he he's all into like, he wants to like be like a blacksmith and okay, okay. welder and stuff. So yeah, that was random, but yeah, not too bad of a week. Does he want to make crazy like samurai swords? And yeah. Stuff? Yeah. Cause, Cause on um, the show they give him yeah. like, histo- like it, they will like pick a weapon through from history. Like there's the historians and weapon experts, mm-hmm. and the guys have to like recreate them and they test them. Dang, that's wild. Yeah, hmm, that's, but, that's very interesting. Yeah, but anyways, we have two special guests here this week because on Up in the Mix we give you guys nothing but the best guests, the very best, the very best that Reno and the surrounding country has to offer. <laughs> so we have from the Reno Arts and Culture Commission in the city of Reno, we have Alexis Hill and Geraldo Miller. Welcome to Up in the Mix, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Do you guys have any AKAs that you want the the listeners to know about? Oh, man, I wish you had warned me about that. That's I would have come say. prepared. <laughs> you know, but I did want to say something listening to you. Uh, we do have one of the top blacksmithers in the country right here in Reno. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. His name is Brett Moten. He used to be on, uh, he used to have a place on Dickerson, but he has moved his business into his home. But I think he still has, I'm sure he still has his website. So perhaps. Oh, I'm definitely going to tell when, this kid about yeah, this. Yeah, right. You know, he might be able to do an apprenticeship or Mentorship? You know, work with him. You know, mentorship, like but this. yeah, I think you should connect them. Because this kid's cool. Yeah, Brett is really cool. Because this kid's like 16 or 17, and he already has built his own forge oh, well, in his garage. Yes, yeah. Ooh, okay. then, yeah, so he then, knows what he's doing. Yeah, well, then you should connect them. Definitely. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Thank you, Geraldo. You're yeah. welcome. So a little introduction of you guys. Yeah, where are you guys from? Tell the tell the audience where you're from. How'd you end up in this situation you're in? I'm from Sparks, Nevada. I actually whoop went whoop. to high school with Sean. Whoa. <laughs> Such a great community. Only Sparks people can make fun of Sparks. That's De- a little... definitely. Very true. Yeah, yeah don't you dare e. Sparks, say baby. a word. <laughs> this comedian I follow just made this super throwaway line against Reno the other day in a video and I was I posted on his Instagram. I was like, how dare you disrespect Reno like that? <laughs> and it had like 60-something likes. Apparently, people were down like down with defending Reno. Oh, That's good. oh I will Uh-oh. defend Reno. Yeah, you will. Maybe oh, that is like, because Alexis means uh, defender of the people, but maybe I should change it to defender of Reno because I get crazy. Good. <laughs> yeah. Well, last week, we were ta- our guest is starting a brand here, fashion brand. And we're like... Got to have pride in the city. So, oh, no mm-hmm. doubt. And I, that's what's really exciting about Reno to me coming from here, growing up here, is the passion that people have for this community. It's like once you uh, are, once you land in Reno, even whatever your misperceptions were about this community, you cannot help but want Change to live mind. here mm-hmm. and stay here forever. Yeah. Did you ever leave? Uh, yeah, I did leave. And then I came back. I'm where did here. you go? Yeah, where did you, where, go? did you go to Vegas? <laughs> I went to Texas. Texas. Oh, wow. oh for college? Yeah. Is that where you went uh-huh. to school? Where in where Texas? Texas? Texas A&M. Oh. Yeah. See, yeah. now I'm, I'm an SMU grad. Yeah. Yeah. Are you really? I'm a Dallas girl. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We never. You guys not know that about each other? Yeah, really. And my yeah. parents are both born and raised in Austin. Mm. So Austin's awesome. Dallas yes. is weird. Yes, you're right. I agree. 
just yeah. throw I'm it down the I know. So this te- Texas A and M's College Station, right? It mm. is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then SMU is Dallas. Dallas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Highland, so, actually, Highland Park. Uh, oh, that's only yeah. the best. That's right. fancy. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. fancy. Is that Dallas or Arlington? <laughs> yeah. Is that is that in between? That's even outside of Arlington, right? Yeah, well, no, that's right in in Dallas, but it's like this the um, very very exclusive bougie bougie, bougie community of Dallas. It's where George H W Bush lives, and that's wh- that's where his life that's where his library. It's on the SMU right, campus. Right, is on oh, there. Okay. Yeah, and then George H Bush's uh, library is on the Texas A and M's campus. So yay for us and the Bushes. I don't. Know. I don't know. I feel uh, weird uh, about no. that. No, 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 no. Actually, no comment. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying shit. It was sarcasm, people. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna guess that our uh, listeners are not very right leaning. Uh, if you I are, and you're still, guess. if you are, and you're listening, still listening, shout out some to episodes you. in. Shout out salutes to you. to you for because you can shit on constantly and look at I definitely don't respect you and uh, respecting the other view, the other side of the coin. <laughs> right. I mean, I do respect you as a person. Mm. We'll, we'll have to meet in person to discuss it. I'm not gonna shoot us a comment. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, if you exist. <laughs> if. So did you grow up in Texas, Geraldo? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, actually, my I grew up in a military family, so I've lived all over. Okay. Born in Alaska and moved from there everywhere. Moved to Reno in 2002. Why? Uh, why? Uh, to, well, yeah. <laughs> why? From Detroit. Oh, uh, it gets and, cold in the D. You're the I, second I, person I know that's moved from Detroit to Reno. And uh-huh. I love Detroit. I love it. But uh-huh. uh, I moved here for a job with the uh, Reno Gazette Journal. Mm. I was a reporter. I took a job as the diversity reporter. Oh, okay. Were you the first one? I was the first and the only. The only two. <laughs> Sad. What, yeah. ha- what happened to that position? Because 2002, yeah, is about, right. like, 2002 is about when Reno found out about diversity. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think I, I I think I was the one who was explaining. You were like the tipping point? Yeah. I was like saying, there is diversity here. There are Latinos. There are black people. Yeah. Like you it went from, like, yeah. it's like statistically significant after Geraldo moved yeah. They had to start paying attention. And right, after, after right. you were gone, they cut that off right yeah, away. Exactly. Well, like, yeah. we can't have this anymore. <laughs> so, yep. And you've been here ever since. You never left, huh? I, and you know, and it, it has taken me a while. It took me a while to really, like, like Reno. Uh, it was a little too homogenized. I mean, yeah, you moved here from Detroit. You know, yeah, yeah, so I mean, I, I always used to say I <laughs> came, culture shock. I came yes. to Reno to find that two percent, you know, the other percentage that uh, of black folks that wasn't in Dal, you know, in Detroit. You know, that's two percent. It's been two percent here, you know, in Reno since 1900. That per- mm. yeah, the Sounds population. About right. yeah. yeah, so. You know, when I, I, moved, we, I moved here in fifth grade from the Bay Area, and me and my brother were two of uh, two of six black children in a school of eight hundred something uh-huh. students. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. I understand uh, what you're saying. A lot of our guests mm. have that similar same experience yeah. we've had on lately. Uh-huh. We've been talking. It's a reoccurring theme. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it, but it is. I think the arts is why. Well, it, it is why I decided to stay in Reno. And the fact that it was growing and burgeoning here, and I loved that, and I saw the opportunities in the arts community, and that's how I've really begun to love Reno. Look at that perfect segue. Yeah. Because our next question is, what brought you and got you guys involved in the art scenes here in Reno? Ah. 
Well, for me, it was initially when I actually moved from my position of diversity reporter, I took the position of arts and culture writer for the paper. Okay. And so it, it was like writing stories an article was about um, the art scene here that I said, wow, I like this. I like what's happening here. So you got to get in on the ground. You saw it from the ground floor. Yeah. Because 2002, people are familiar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nothing was going on downtown. Yeah. Midtown wasn't a thing. <laughs> All downtown was was the casino. So right. that was Midtown was a thing, just a bunch of fiends. I mean, Midtown yeah. was here, but yeah, yeah, you were not a lot of tattoo parlors. You know, yes. actually, the tattoo parlors even kind of started a little later. I remember people complained but, about the tattoo parlors, but they were ground zero because they, they were, were the first ones that came were. in yeah. and started I, businesses down here. And I loved. I remember when I. I I loved Midtown. When I first moved here, I was like, there were two places I wanted to go. I had a friend of mine. She says, I'm going to take you to the hood. And I said, <laughs> I said, you know, wait a minute. Yeah. Reno? In I, Reno? You're, you're yeah. telling me. Neil Road? I, I come from, I'm coming from Detroit. You're going to show me the hood? Exactly. Uh -huh, and she, no. she took me up to Montello. And, and took me. I know me, that neighborhood very took, well. Took me to Jean's Barbershop. Okay. We sat in there uh, one evening and I said, okay, all right, this is supposed to be the hood. I don't think so. And this man came in, and he was a little upset about something. And he went over in the corner, and he grabbed a pull stick. And he was like, <laughs> you know, he was a little upset, and he was going to go out and whip somebody's ass with that pull stick. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm going to sit back and see what happens here. <laughs> now, you know, I said, now, if I was in Detroit, it wouldn't be a pull stick. Exactly. It you would, wouldn't he, be sitting he, back waiting for it to see what happened. Exactly. Either. Well, you know, I am a reporter. I do wait a little bit. I, You know, I, I, I go after. I do wait. I like to know what's going on. So, I, I you know, I said, let's see what's going to happen here. Is this going to be some action or is this going to be just a little? <laughs> and sure enough, he went outside. Not he didn't even hit the man. You know, I was like, okay, no, nah, this ain't the hood. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that was an early introduction. I said, "Nah, you know, we're this is Reno. Reno's a little bit." I mean, I've never felt this is quiet. Like, I grew up in Richmond. I've never uh, felt unsafe in Reno, like I did. When I, like my parents were never like, like, don't you know, like, stay with me and listen, do what I say. You know, like we're walking around here, but like going to the bank in Richmond was like, all right, you like you you hold my hand, uh -huh. you don't wander off if someone says anything. You know, like because there's crackheads and just crazy like. Mm -hmm. You never know it was going to pop off. Right. No, so, like, I, as a kid, I would just yeah. laugh when people be like, oh, like, hood or, like, Reno. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. No, and no, a, a lot of people happen. in Reno, they don't travel outside of Reno, so they don't really know a hood. Right. Because, right. Right. like, when there's a neighborhood where there's, like, one way in, one way out, and, like, even the pizza delivery driver doesn't go in there. Right. You have to meet They don't them. deliver pizzas mm -hmm. over on my, because I used to work over there, over on Montello over there. Like, yeah. even now, like, like, the, like Jimmy John's right down the street wouldn't deliver to my school, old school. That is crazy. I know. Mm -hmm. I yeah, like, that's nuts. That that's nuts. sounds racist. I mean, you could usually assume when we're talking <laughs> yeah. about yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Especially when we talk about ghetto hood, impoverished yeah, people. Right, right, right. 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 We're just for the, the brown point. people. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Don't mm -hmm. enter. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. come on, that's well, crazy. Well, I found out something really interesting from the consultants that we brought in for the 4th Street uh, Public Art Project. They said that um, they've been doing studies for Transportation for America in the streets where there's um, impoverished minority communities are the most unsafe streets in the nation. And I'm sure this is like not a news flash, but it's like they don't have crosswalks. 
They don't mm-hmm. have acceptable sidewalks or they have Street spotty lights. sidewalks. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you drive through Reno, you can actually see some of this. Yeah, it's probably because those people don't have a voice. They don't have advocacy. Yeah. To, get, to get their streets it's, and stuff you're fixed absolutely and repaired. Correct. We've all seen The Wire. We know how this works. <laughs> yes. yes. So this is David Simon. Yes. Yeah. Showing us how the inner workings of America's cities <laughs> yeah. are so corrupt. Well, that's why I think government is so important to really have thoughtful ways that people thinking about how people can get involved without asking asking them to come to a public meeting because most people have jobs. Right. They're important. You know, they, they have to like feed their family and all of that kind of stuff. They're not worried about what they consider. Like, Oh, I, I don't have time for this problem and coming to the people to get their input right. and have more equal representation. So I do think that that is like the importance of being like a government nerd. So you know? right now, real quick, each of you explain what your current jobs and positions are. So we the, the audience understands. Current jobs and positions. Okay. Well, with the Reno Arts and Culture Commission, I am the chair of the commission. Congratulations. Yay. That was a newly, newly First voted. meeting just uh, yes, first meeting. talked about it last week. Right. So excited about Two that. Two-hour meeting. You ran it beautifully. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you. Typically, so, we're three. And I'm also the uh, executive director of ArtSpot Reno, which is a nonprofit that uh, supports the arts here in Reno and actually northern Nevada. So we yeah. just finished our big the Elko, Elko Mural, Fest. Mural Festival. We talked right. about we've talked about that in the past. We've had several participants have been guests on the show. So. Oh, good, great, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that uh, so that's the uh, the other passion. Nice, yeah. And then Alexis, your official position. I'm the arts, culture, and events manager for the city, but I feel like I'm the backup band to all of the people doing amazing work, you know, just trying to, I'm the liaison to the Arts and Culture Commission and just try to facilitate awesome shit in this community. That's good. Wait, but you also, aren't you also in a band? Uh, You're in a band? (laughs) (laughs) What? Actually, I was in a band. (laughs) This is going to sound. What position did you play? I well, I sing. I play piano and I play guitar. But um, I quit. I know I'm such a big deal. Uh, No, I quit (laughs) because I had artistic differences with. One of the members. Oh. No, that's all right. I've quit. I, so I quit a band for similar reasons. Yes, yes. Yeah, I just couldn't do like the old school rock that was happening. It was like I can't do this. So, anyway, right now I'm a band of Alexis and my puppy. You play keyboard? Mm-hmm. We might need a keyboardist for my band. Oh. All right. Well, let's see. Let's okay. Let's see if you guys have any artistic differences. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. Let's maybe we should wait until you're off of the the, the commission. I don't want. I would like. I'm a I'm a co- consummate professional. Yeah. But I don't ah, like. Okay. I don't let other things interfere with my and I'm professional not, obligations. So. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get awkward and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I would just openly talk about it. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> Alexis left the band. Yeah. Anyways, yes. go ahead, continue your point. Her artistic differences. She didn't agree the direction we were going. Yeah. She wants to go her her one woman band exactly. in the opposite direction. Uh-huh. She thinks she is Lizzo. Uh-huh. Lizzo. Yeah, hey, I, I like Lizzo. Yes. Okay. Oh my okay. gosh. Hold on. P- quick point to make. Yes. Caesar and I played Lizzo on our first ever radio show two fucking years ago. I love and it. And been telling people about her. Yeah. And then, like, once she got popular, everyone's like, oh, Lizzo. We're like, 
And we put I her- saw her on Jesus mm-hmm. and Meryl like three years ago mm-hmm. and fell in love with I was like, her personality was yes. so crazy. I was like, oh my God. And just because- I'm in love with this woman. I even told yeah. C- yeah. like Caesar. I'm like, just because we played her two years ago doesn't mean we didn't know about her before either. Yes. You know? Yeah. You know, I it, today I was listening to uh, one of our radio stations and the uh, driving home and and the DJ was saying, well, now here's this up and coming, you know, artist, female artist, Lizzo. And I'm like, Who, where, where have you been? She been here. You know, she, she, got, Grammy, you she been? got nominated eight, for eight. the best new mm-hmm. Artists on the Grammys. I'm like, her debut album was from like 2014. Well, and NPR made her, what was she won the uh, small, what did they call that? Tiny uh, Desk. desk Right, Tiny Desk. Yeah, Yeah. come on. She's a, she's a, Um, Prince, yeah, Prince knew about her. Before, Before he died, all mm. these white women found out about her. I feel like so. I mean, oh, I'm not yeah, begrudging yeah. it. I love, I love that people love her because uh-huh. I loved her first. Yeah. yeah, you did. But did you love her before Prince did? I don't know. Uh, I, don't I, know. I, don't I loved her. Loved her. I was like, if, if I meet her, she won't be singing any more of these sad songs. Oh, hey, oh. Hey, did you guys see her post today on the? Yes, interwebs? I did. No. What? She posted yeah. a picture of her ass. Uh-huh. She's like, kiss my ass. And then the and next then, picture. And then the next one, she like, she photoshopped her ass to be Homer Simpson's lips. Yes. It was what? great. It was, oh, I got to see this. Oh, uh, Lizzo. Salute to you, baby. Yeah. Okay. All right. We always digress. All right. Of course. <laughs> and I love you, boo. Yeah. Oh, I wow. knew about Lizzo oh, before I met you, if you're listening. No, I Don't that. be jealous of Lizzo. Oh, my no. God. A love letter to Lizzo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> will you tell the people what the Reno Arts and Culture Commission is? I've talked about it a little bit, but I feel like people will take it more seriously if it's not me talking about it. Yeah, probably. Do you want to okay, take a stab? Go ahead. Yeah, well, you, well, we could both take a stab at this. Okay. Well, the, the Reno Arts and Culture Commission, we are the support for the city council. We are their advisors on the arts. And we also uh, have money that, so we are giving grants to arts organizations. Uh, it's our way of kind of being a big support to the arts community here uh, in in Reno. So I think that that's basically our basic, we are all about supporting the arts uh, for the city of Reno, as well as being the advisors to the city's uh, city council. So you hear that, all you libertarians? <laughs> it's tax dollars going to support the arts, government-sponsored art. How do you like that? Well, but Harry, but, it, but, it, uh, but it's really it's not tax dollars. It's, it's not. not. It's, funded it, it's from the uh, tourism. It's for tourism dollars. So, yeah. It's the in your face. But the percentage of room tax. <laughs> it's we're not getting, your taxes, um, right? We're getting room tax money uh, to our budget fund is the completely arts. funded through. The room tax. Yes. So oh, no, yeah. no yes. citizens, you know, tax all of, dollars all of, are going to All of those folks it. who are saying, why doesn't that money go to the potholes? And no, nah, uh-uh. Yeah. No. We got a separate fund for that. Don't worry. We'll fix your potholes. <laughs> right. Don't stress, folks. Yeah. Eventually. They're you need some fixed. culture in your life anyway. Maybe you won't be so upset about and bitching about such meaning, like meaningless things. Yeah, well, you cannot you, say that culture and the arts have not transformed this community. They like, sure, it sure has. I would have left a long ass time ago. Yeah, yeah me yeah. too. <laughs> That's like one of the reasons. Like I went to like school in Vegas. I was just like, I feel there's not, not but then there was nothing in Vegas either. So like, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know. Mm-hmm. 
So Geralda is the yes. currently the the president of the Arts and Culture Commission. I chair, my, not chair, president. Sorry. chair, chair, yes, Madam Chair. Yes, Madam and then uh, I am in my second year on the commission. Thank and God. as we said, Alexis is our liaison. And then Alexis, explain what you do in your job besides uh, wrangling mm-hmm. us and, and helping us have purpose. Uh, Standing on tables, fixing. Uh, other duties. I saw that picture. And I was like, yeah. You should have posted that I'm on the internet. So She's going to get in trouble for doing that. Osha, Osha was there. Someone's going to come. Someone from HR is going to come talk. Send you an email. Yeah. Like, hey. Hashtag Osha was there. I know. For the listeners, I was just helping with a projector. That's anyway. right. Yes. Uh, well, we also permit events. So through our office, we permit things like street vibrations, hot August nights, uh, river festival. We give sponsorships to events because it's very expensive to shut streets down. We do free speech activities. So the Women's March runs through our office. Uh, we do arts and culture grants for arts nonprofits. We do the public art program, which Megan Burner runs. And that's Salute to Megan. Yeah. She does a great job. She's yes. amazing. Um, and so that's the signal box program to all the public art. We do percent for public art. So anytime the government invests in a street or in a park, that money, 2%, is put away, and we uh, hold it until we have enough money, and then we do a public art project. So Virginia Lake, for example, the dragonfly out there, that was part of the 2% for public art. And then we manage really cool stuff like uh, Reno Art Fest started at the Arts and Culture Commission. Um, Art Town started way before um, I started the city of Reno at the Arts and Culture Commission because they knew the only way to transform downtown was through the arts and Gosh, if they weren't oh, successful. It's kind of been a success. Oh, yeah. It's 20-something years later. It's just a well, wee baby success. You know, and I've always heard uh, the statistic, and, you know, I'm not, I don't know if it's really true, but I, I like saying it. But I have heard for the longest time that the city of Reno has the amount of public art, like equivalent to the city the size of, like, Oakland. Now, I don't know how true that is. Oh, I don't my know gosh. I need to art. research that. Yeah, right. But we do. Fact check. We, yes, we need to fact check mm-hmm. that. I've Go ahead, that. Reno, though. All right. Yeah, no, but we do I see have, you out there making moves. We've, we've got a lot of public mm-hmm. art. And, you know, this from through the city. And now we're even getting more thanks to Jacobs Entertainment, you know, on 4th Street, all of the great Burning Man art that's there on 4th. So I think that our, you know, you look at our city right now and it's just we definitely are becoming that arts destination. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it Mayor Hillary Sheevy said that she wanted us to be the, an arts destination, what, two years ago? Right. And, it's, and mm-hmm. it's happening. And the cool thing is we had, uh, so our last two guests are similar in age to us, but from the Bay Area and moved here. Mm-hmm. And like one of them, he, he lived in San Jose, and he's like, you know the things Reno's known for? He was like, they're known for good coffee, good beer, and... Uh, all you can eat sushi, mm-hmm. and the other guest moved back here because he was from here originally, and he he saw what Reno was going on in Reno. He's like, I wanted to start a fashion brand that people from Reno can support and be proud of being from Reno, and all these things tie in. Like, you know, we're getting shout outs in you know in the New York Times right. and San Francisco Chronicle. We're in a very unique situation here yeah, because we we're so close to the Bay Area, you're in between there and Burning Man, mm-hmm. but it's still a very like blue collar town. And we still have like that, you know, we're the West, Wild West aspect too. So I don't want to 
to lose that though. I I, I want us I to stay, it, you know, because I, I don't say, think it's possible. I, yeah. I say let's I stay gritty, you know, and and we keep have, Reno Ferrell. Well, yes. and, and, and you know, and Art Spot, you know, we have another saying. We we have a whole web uh, Facebook page called Keep Reno Awkward, you know, because we want, you know, I definitely want us to keep mm-hmm. the grit. You know, I don't want to lose that. No, we don't want to be one of these bougie cities no like way. Portland. No, I'm, I'm happy just, you didn't use weird because that's why I keep Austin weird. No, keep no, 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 no. We're yeah. awkward. I like that. Yeah, yeah. you guys use something right. different. We're not going to be different one of these adjective. bougie cities yeah. like, like it's always makes us proud. We talk about when we go other places and people are surprised at how cool we are from Reno. And that, like, we party hardier than them? No. Oh, no joke. So here's my no one story. Joke. Here's my one. We went to, so me, Michael Morberly, and a bunch of friends went to Portland Cocktail Week, right? And um, it was probably, like, six, seven years ago. And so Michael Morberly won, like, a shootout contest. I won a photo contest. Wow. Uh, Nate, he won some other, con- he won, like, bingo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And every place we went, they're like, oh, are you the guys from Reno? <laughs> I and love we it. Just come and just, we just ransacked the whole place and like, and just started winning all these awards and stuff like that. And then they're like, you guys party. And I was like, you should come to Reno one time. Mm-hmm. We'll, yeah. we'll teach you a thing or two. Like when I went to UNR, the only other places that compared to our partying were like Alaska, <laughs> pretty much Alaska. Alaska. So let's End do Alaskans. All right. Well, I'm going to give you a fact. Another little. I want to give you another G G G. We're, we're all about dropping G-spot, knowledge. G spot facts. <laughs> I was born in Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, cool. Nice. Before it was a state. Damn. Whoa. It was a territory. It was a territory. Yeah. Right. I could see Russia. It's called Seward's Folly. We bought, <laughs> we bought, he bought, the Secretary of State bought Alaska for pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. Everyone made fun of him. He died. And then like three years later, they discovered gold. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. as usual, smart people getting shit on until <laughs> after people realize they knew yeah. what they were doing. The last frontier. Slack-jawed mm-hmm. fucking the yokels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, as a history right. teacher, I'm not going to tell the people what year yeah, right. Alaska they became a state. That out. So that, you know, I'm not going to do that because I'm yeah. a gentleman. Yeah, do um, a little Google search. Right, do a little Google search. Go down that black hole. Right. It'll be fine. Hey, and you know what? I really, I at this point, I love, I don't mind like sharing my age or whatever because you know what? You know, talk about party hard. I mean, I'm a 12 year veteran burner yeah girl you know talk about party i mean i i go to burning man she knows I what's hang up out. she knows what's up that's that, right. was, that was before those high costly she's from alaska <laughs> like i said she's from alaska they know how to get down that's up right there. that's right mm-hmm. it's in my blood so, so, salutes all my alaskan friends from college yes like the only people i respected because they like like I, and they're all a little off because they like they're from alaska i know I mean, no no and it's funny too because i like to make fun of them and i was like yo what's up with that snow machine you know instead <laughs> yeah. of like snow yeah. and they're like yeah i'm like snowmobile and they're like it's snow machine snowmobile you got the dividend check too from the oil company right. it's just right. you know just paying you off to the mailbox rape your land. money yeah snow machines <laughs> and toques <Yeah. laughs> that's that's canada sorry yeah sorry. <laughs> um, come down hoser mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not your friend guy <laughs> all right Tell the people, the reason we have you guys here, obviously just to have this great conversation though, is to talk about the Reno Winter Light Festival that is going on next month. Mm -hmm. So tell them what that is. Gosh, next month is like next week. I know, it's only two weeks away. (laughs) And I'm very excited about this. Yes. Mm -hmm. The Reno Winter Lights Festival. 
you know, it, it's interesting how this all came about. Mm-hmm. I, I remember um, we were, it was like a Facebook thing where yeah. we're talking about, I think we were looking at last year's, talking about last year's Christmas tree. Holiday tree. The, oh, yeah, it's uh, government. Ho- all right. Holiday tree. <laughs> uh, yes. Holiday tree. And and how lame it was. I was there. And we expressed that opinion yes. very strongly uh-huh. on, on the podcast. And that's why okay. the lady and I would go to like a bigger he city. Went, he went to it. I mean, I was like, it's on a Tuesday. I can't go. I have a basketball I game. I found out the day of. You went to the lighting? Yeah, and I took oh. some pictures, and you want to see some a very poor show, and I got documentaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. But like, and so the lady and I would always go to another city like San Francisco or something because uh-huh. it's just more festive, festive. more right. holiday spirit. Right. And we'd go there even for like a day or two just to like get the feeling that like the whole city is involved in something you know right and then so like we talked about that and then i was like dude my wishes came true like (gasps) in like one year how about that well you know i i think that we're gonna see i think we're we're be this is the beginning Mm -hmm. and this is our first year but i think downtown reno is going to have all that festivity Mm -hmm. i don't i can't say it's all Reno yet. No, no. It's not Reno, but it's downtown. As long Reno. as it's better than last year's, I'll be pretty pumped. Oh yeah. It's oh, it's definitely gonna be better right, than okay. that than last year. I'm year's. super excited. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, we were disappointed. I was like, even though it's not the biggest thing, but I definitely remember as a kid like going to the Sparks one and like, you know, they had yeah. everything going. I'm yeah. like, how does Reno not do this well? And then, you know, we put it out there in the universe. Somehow Skynet worked its magic Boom. and made you guys aware of it. Mm-hmm. And now we've got this wonderful festival yeah. that's going to happen, Alexis. Yeah. Yes. Thanks to Alexis. <laughs> right. Oh, She's right. been spearheading yeah. right. this. Okay. Right. We have yeah. to give her props. <laughs> yes. She, right. This is her baby. Alexis has been behind the scenes working it, getting this together. And, and, and I have to say, too, Councilwoman Neoma Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, she's been on it. You know, because she really wanted more lights. You know, she wanted downtown. She wanted folks to get involved. And we're going to see that as well. You know, I think we're, you know, we're, this is a first year for that. And thank you, you know, Councilwoman Jordan, for, you know, spearheading that initiative. And I think between that and what we're doing, you know, with the arts, I think that combined, we are going to have a really exciting so holiday. Tell us. Tell us, let's break it down. What are the details? What are, what are the okay. nitty gritty? What's going to be right. going on okay. on this festival? Okay, December 7th is the tree lighting. It's on a Saturday. It used to be on Wednesdays. We did it with city council and it was like, uh, you know, maybe a <laughs> few hundred people. Now we're making it an all day craft makers artisan fair. So you can get some last minute holiday gifts. Um, we'll have um, diff- a beer garden on site, different alcohol vendors, food trucks, and then uh, we'll be kicking off the tree lighting at 5 p.m. with um, a gospel choir. We'll also have Irish dancing. And we'll do, uh, what's the third group? Oh, my gosh. Oh, the El Dorado showroom uh, dancers and little Santa gals. Damn. Yeah. That's and, definitely a step up. And then, um, and then we'll light the tree. The tree had uh, 2,400 lights on it last year. It now has four thousand lights i'm like if people are not happy with the tree (laughs) like the parks department's so worried about the physical um 
you know, they're worried about the, the tree falling over from the lights because it's still quite delicate. It's not like a really robust tree. Um, so we've been doing all these different creative things to keep it in there. And then we've had a lot of donations of different ornaments and lights, but kids can come on site. They can make um, a ornament and we'll put it on the tree. And so they'll get to see their ornament. Damn, that's yeah. Good. Um, and then they'll be doing the tree lighting, then free skating at the El Dorado. So there's a ice skating rink on six and Sierra now for um, the El Dorado and people can go free skate that evening. And that's a big kickoff, but not only that we have, <laughs> there's wait, but there's, wait, there's more. <laughs> we have um, all sorts of different uh, light art displays throughout uh, the city. Do you want to talk about them? You know, I am. Yeah. I'm really excited about the, the art, the component mm-hmm. of this as mm-hmm. well. And I think that that's, what's really going to help, you know, just bring the city together and it's also going to make it more of a walking festival Mm -hmm. as well i mean wingfield park we're going to have this huge goldfish you know a blow-up goldfish that is going to be like dangling majestically dangling or (laughs) like floating uh on top of the truckie Mm -hmm. you know yeah right i mean that's gonna be fun his name's otto 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 the goldfish (laughs) and the artist said otto goes west because he hasn't been to the west coast yet so it's his first appearance on the west coast show some love Rita. so he'll be pointing to and it's called (laughs) fish out of water and the artist is bland hoke and Mm -hmm. and so Otto, you know, we're going to have Otto. <laughs> now, also at Wingfield, we're going to have these six-foot reeds mm-hmm. that uh, are, are going to make noise and uh, we'll have light that's so you can interact with these reeds that are going to be there at Wingfield Park as well. There'll be 80 of them. And then um, we the just... Inter- and you can, for those <laughs> listeners, for those of you who like to get lost in the sauce, maybe at Burning Man, <laughs> and interact with things like this, you know what we're talking about and how cool this can be Yeah, when you're lost in certain sauces. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Lost in the sauce, go- walking through reeds, mm-hmm. listening to mm-hmm. the sounds of crickets and... Right. <laughs> and I have a surprise to announce. Oh, 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 exclusive? Oh, 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 we got exclusive. some hot takes? Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Uh, Alyssa Dimick, uh, she is a local artist. She actually brought her um, orchids. There are these different light-up orchids. They went to Vancouver, their light festival, and we're like, hey, Alyssa, can you bring those to Wingfield Park? And she's like, yeah. And so um, these huge orchids are going to be at Wingfield Park. And what's so cool is that everyone kills their orchids so they can actually see some orchids and take pictures of you know really beautiful orchids that you can interact with you push buttons and they light up different colors as well Ooh. yeah so those will be spectacular nice down there. nice mm-hmm. this is like this is an exclusive i know wow you're know. welcome you're welcome listeners yeah <laughs> remember this yes you heard it here you first. heard it here first oh, up yes. in the mix remember who brings wow. it out the best the wow. fresh hotness so you know i mean this is so wingfield park alone mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. going to be this great artistic bright mm-hmm. 
Fun light, thing to do. Light festival. I, you know, we haven't even left. We haven't even no. moved from We're not even talking yet. about the crazy projectors and whatnot exactly, that we got going on Exactly, other right. We've got these projectors. Now, I have to read this because yes. uh, I, the, the name. It's French. Yes. Yeah, oui, oui, oui. Uh, <laughs> it's... Sacre bleu. Je ne sais pas. Oh, I'm so glad. I got a little bit. Oh, okay. Just a taste of it. Ooh, oule. <laughs> it's called You Are Here Elsewhere, and it's by Matthew Terso. Uh, and uh, he's bringing this light festival, and that is going to be on the plaza at the Virginia Street at Harrah's. Mm-hmm. So we've got that happening as well. And what he's doing, he's actually going to local schools, and I need to connect with you if you have some time. Um, he's going sure. to local schools the fourth, or the first through the fourth of December, and he's recording students of what they think of Reno, and he's also taking their art. So he's like, "Tell me what you like about Reno," and having them draw it, and then he is projecting that on the ground of the plaza, and it's a heat sensor projection. So as you walk through, it feels you, and it you it sees you. So you're walking through the landscape of Reno through the eyes of children. It's stunning. Damn, that sounds yeah. awesome. And so that's from 5 to 10 p.m. And, and it's that's projected free? down. It's free. And Harris has been so generous. They um, have put up these artists um, for like over two weeks. And they're giving them buffets. And then they're letting us host this on their plaza. And so it's going that's to in be the dark, really the dark, cool. The dark park one, right? No. From, no. No. So we were going to put it on our own plaza, on the retract plaza, but the logistics were astronomical. These are lessons learned. We're learning lessons. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're all learning lessons. And thank goodness for Harris. They're like, oh, we can host it. Yeah. yeah. And they have a white uh, plaza. So it's actually perfect. So, um, and I think they're going to do some alcohol and beverages for kids and a food truck. You know, they're going to make mm. it a really a special event as well. And that plaza is like right on Virginia Street, mm-hmm. right? And we're, they are. Uh, Mm-hmm. They by use the sign. Right, right. Yeah. By the, right by yeah, the, by the arch. arch. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just so people know exactly where it's Thank at. Thank you. It's so not at the Believe exactly. Plaza. Exactly. It's just else. a little mm-hmm. further north. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the Believe, mm-hmm. you know, uh, well, first of all, you, you know, you've, mm-hmm. yes, Hegway. Beautiful. Right. You, but you, you know, we you believe you can go down there now. You can already see how festive it is because the there's Believe's a, ready for Christmas. Because, <laughs> you know, I believe, we believe, yeah. and there's a big, uh, Santa hat on the bee now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but also there's going to be art mm-hmm. on the plaza. There is. You know, and that's going to tie in with the closing night mm-hmm. of uh, the Winter Festival, which is the 14th. Yes. Which is also, I think, or the, Saturday. that Saturday, mm-hmm. the Santa Crawl. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're having fire yeah. and ice on the 14th so uh, and with that we've got we're going to have we've got uh, a sculpture we have uh we're spire of fire 45 foot fire spitting sculpture on the city plaza made of ice no, okay. that's the fire. Oh, that's the beta oh, fire. Like, that's oh, the like, fire. Yeah. That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Old school Reno people will remember that it was on the lot where the Eddie is. It was uh, right, right. Uh, right. Back in the day. I it think. was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was first at, at Bur- Burning at Man. Burning I was like, Man. that's where yeah. I saw it. Was it was at Burning Man. Man. Right. It was at Burning Man. Steve Atkins is the artist, and he d- he's a big pyro. Uh, a retired uh, firefighter. 
And so he built this in his backyard. And it's now going to be... As you do. Yes, of course, it's as you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, how burners ro- that's how burners roll. <laughs> that's right. So, and now it's going to be on, at City Plaza. I am excited about that. Mm-hmm. And we also have Jeff Schomburg, yes. who uh, he's he is a uh, the one who built and uh, believe. And he's part of the duo uh, with Laura Kempton that make all of the, the the words that are out at Burning Man. And he also he is he lives uh, there off of Dickerson Road, and he with his letter factory mm-hmm. is making uh, he has made some flowers that have fire that spit fire. <laughs> not, spit not bars fire. for our listeners, just I, regular fire. I spit hot it's fire. It's not a metaphor. I spit hot fire. Not Dylon. Yeah. Talking about the greatest rappers of all time. But but what would be awesome if they had. As the as the flowers is one of them was fucking Dylon. Yes, yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I would just die right. There. I'm the idea man here. You Someone are. make this happen. Well, all right, well, make it happen. Come on. Well, you made the light festival happen just out of your See? disappointment. Exactly. See? Yeah, right. I already did all, most of the work. I know, obviously, all right. Yes. I put it into you the universe. Take, right, you did. You should you probably take a break. Right. You should probably take a break. <laughs> right. Yes. I I put it out there and boom. Right. Mm-hmm. It came back to Reno. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we have four different professional um, ice sculptors that are coming out. I'm excited for that. And they are sculpting two huge blocks of ice into their own creation. And so they're doing the theme of the Winter Light Festival. So I'm really excited about that. And they'll be doing that from 6 to 8 p.m. They'll be judged. There's going to be prizes as well that the Arts and Culture Commission um, is, you know, wants to make sure that artists are paid for their time and their work. And these ice sculptors are so excited because they rarely get to show their work in the public. They do it for private commissions. And then we'll have a fire dancers from different fire groups that will be dancing um, with hula hoops and uh, controlled burn. And so it will be an incredible ending to the whole festival you know i i i'm already i've already used it once and and i think we all should just get on board and and use it hashtag get lit reno get lit (laughs) Lit reno Reno. i'm down we're already doing it let's go Let's stay, go. Stay right over here. Whoop, whoop. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. But right. what's nice between the 7th and the 14th, you can bring down your family, bring down your friends, and enjoy the art. That The art will be on display in Wingfield Park on the city plaza and also at the Harris Plaza. So um, we want to make sure as many people can be exposed to these amazing sculptures and works of art, interactive works of art that these artists are bringing from literally all over the world. Matthew Trousseau is from France, France y'all. And he's coming to Reno. (laughs) Mon ami. (laughs) So (laughs) let's, let's Uh show these artists our support. And the other thing that we're really looking for is volunteers. Um, I'm doing, a uh, big push uh, for volunteers. We're paying volunteers who uh, come out. We're paying their favorite nonprofit fourteen dollars per hour that they Which work. Could be on a project. Yes, we. I shared it with him. Okay, so they're supposed to blast that this week. Yeah, work that action because I'm like, oh god, please tell me I'm going to have some volunteers for this. <laughs> they get a giant button as a thank you. You know, fourteen hours per hour for per volunteer dollars. Yeah, that mm-hmm. per that that's. That's 
could be a good chunk of change yeah. for a nonprofit. That's a nice donation. Yes. So who works it with a nonprofit? Works with a nonprofit? Yes. Yes. We will take that free that money. That will right. add up. Yeah. And so right. you just have to the little baby sacrifices that you're in the cold. But we Renoites, we know how to bundle up. We Layer. Know how to put on gloves and a hat. Mm-hmm. And with all that fire, you're going to be warm anyway. Exactly. That's right. Mm-hmm. So go support your community, people. Yeah. Yeah. Get if it they, together. If volunteer. They wanna, if they want to, where can they go to volunteer? Uh, RenoCulture.com. Thank okay. you so much. I always forget that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for everything, event details, everything, RenoCulture.com. Uh, there's a map as well. Yes. So, I mean, like, there's, I mean, this, let's walk this. I want to see. Our community. I want to see Reno. All you wine walkers out there, yeah, really, go walk around walk. this, check out the bars, have a good time, yeah. get lost right. in the sauce, mm-hmm. and enjoy yourself. That's right. Exactly. I, want, I want to see people out walking, enjoying this art. Mm-hmm. Go, you know, even go up uh, as far as uh, Circus Circus and put on some roller, uh, roller skates, put on yeah. some ice skates, mm-hmm. yeah. get out there on the ice, mm-hmm. do that for a little while, mm-hmm. and just mosey around and enjoy our downtown. Mm-hmm. So that is the Reno Winter Light Festival, the yes. first ad- first edition. Yes. 1.0, mm-hmm. December 7th through the 14th in downtown Reno. Yeah, it's So uh, check that out, people. It's going to yeah. be great. If you come out and support, it will show the council and the commission that it was worth, worth the investment because all of this obviously takes time and mm-hmm. money If you want to have nice things, you got to support them, exactly. people. Yeah, that's right. So please come down. We really need that. And it's good that it's like a week long, so mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter. You could go one day of the week or mm-hmm. something with the family. I know it's difficult with people's schedules. Yeah. Totally. Right. Well, there's two right. Saturdays in that mm-hmm. and a Sunday, and then you got all week. So yeah. mm-hmm. check it out. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to Caesar's Song of the Week. Caesar, what's your Song of the Week? So my Song of the Week is the You Remix by Nicole Buss. Featuring Ghostface. Ghostface, come on. Mm-hmm. So listen and enjoy, and we'll talk about it afterwards. Salute.
soaking my jewels in palm olives. Your brown sugar got me hiding five octaves. Black Betty Shabazz, best bags, exotic stones. These young women, they admire your tone. Whether the scarf or the hijab, cash in a tadab. Whatever makes you happy, just throw it in a bazag. Me and you was like a peaches and herb collab. Hugged up, looking at the stars from the bazag. Welcome back, everyone. That was Caesar's Song of the Week. That was the You Remix by Nicole Buss featuring Ghostface Killa. Yeah, and, uh, Nicole Buss, like we were talking about her in the break, she's from the Netherlands. Um, it's a producer you guys need to look up is Needles, and he's done a bunch of music like for a bunch of artists you love. And like the one that made him really pop is like he's done stuff with like Bruno Mars. So um, yeah, and like her voice is awesome. Like we were talking about it in the break. Yeah, Geraldo, you, you'd heard of this song already. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I, I had. I said, wait a minute. I know that song, and so I looked. You know, and and yes, it's in my Spotify uh, uh, library. And I also I knew. I said, okay, wait a minute. If it's in my Spotify, I shazammed it, and sure enough, April twentieth yeah. at twenty two hundred. You heard the song. Yeah, and I uh, must have been driving, where were you? or I must. I was probably driving. Mm-hmm. And I said, wait a minute, I got, I, I must, it must have been on the radio. Mm. I don't know where, but I shazammed it. And so it stuck like, with, and, yes. and the, you heard it and it, and it, it struck a chord. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was that baby, baby, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we were saying, like, her also, voice is yeah. so oh. soulful and, and just rich. And, yes. Yeah. And like yeah. the album's called Kairos with the K. And uh, I think uh, the single came out in April, but yeah. That, that must, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anything, you know, like the remix, obviously, Needles on the production, mixing mm-hmm. in Cream, uh-huh. the classic Wu-Tang, and then having Ghostface. He flips. Salutes to Ghostface, oh, because mm-hmm. he works with everyone, all different oh. genres of music, mm-hmm. isn't afraid to try new stuff, and that's yeah. why he's still out here relevant yeah. 30-something years after he made his mm-hmm. debut. And then Needles on that album, too, he flipped like a black, an old Black Moon song. He flipped uh, a couple other classics for classic hip-hop guys. To know what's up, I'm gonna have to listen to the album. Mm, album cover is awesome too. Her hair all over, oh, looking like a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, black and white cover. I love new, hearing new music. Yeah, mm-hmm. even when it's from you know Caesar and I, we do this often. But you know he's we're still sharing new music with each other. So mm-hmm. I love you're it. welcome, listeners. Yes. So now, as we move forward, it is time for. News, Caesar. World news. <laughs> so, you know, it's nearing the holidays. Things tend to slow down. But Trumpito is out here just wowing out. Captain Littlefingers mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, he continues to defy Congress. But uh, the White House is ignoring subpoenas mm-hmm. as the uh, 
The impeachment inquiry goes on. It's just crazy because they someone posted that they like someone in, during the the Nixon thing spent like eighteen months in jail for ignoring a subpoena. Yeah, I'm like, are these people really going to go down with the ship? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I you you feel like at some point you got to like na- like survey the scene and be like. Yeah, the smart people obviously have already jumped shit. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. like the, pe- the the people who stay there the longest are either the dumbest or like have something to gain by staying mm-hmm. there. Well, wait a minute. There are still a lot of people on this ship. I'm, so, ta- I'm just talking about like there are a lot official of like people. Yeah. Ship. I'm not talking about the general slack jawed American mm-hmm. average person. I'm talking about people who are working in the administration right. who like have knowledge and realize like he's fucking up and they're still like. And they're still there behind him yeah that's what i mean like uh, did they drink the kool-aid or what obviously gallons of it some of them obviously have Mm -hmm. something to gain from this Mm -hmm. yes and i wonder because i feel like people like this attract those type of people to them Mm -hmm. people who who are just you know out for themselves looking to you know they have no scruples no morals Mm -hmm. and they're just they have something to gain well you know you said that you know that with the holidays and it's usually slowing down they're usually getting ready to go back to you know their home states. This isn't slowing down. Nope, it's only. I read today they're hoping to uh, they're hoping to vote on impeachment before Christmas. I, you oh, know, dang. I had heard. You know what? Someone I was. Oh, I went down to Elizabeth Warren when she spoke in Carson City, and I was talking to this guy who actually switched from Republican. He's now a Democrat, and he was saying that he says, "You know what?" He says. This impeachment is going to happen. It's going to happen by the end of the year. And I was a little surprised by that. I'm like, you think it's going to happen that fast? It is, I mean, it, it is. Pol- like, All they're the not going to wait. Against them. I saw today Pelosi, they're not going to wait for these people who are ignoring the subpoenas. They're going to move forward without that stuff because they feel like they have, they don't they have enough right. without it that they don't need it. And they're just not going to even bother waiting and drawing out court battles and seeing. Right. They're just going to mm-hmm. go forward. So for once, I mean, they're actually being yeah. aggressive. But I, I, I aggressive. wonder, but sometimes I do wonder <laughs> if they did, you know, if they were successful with the subpoenas, what else would come out? That's what they're saying. They're, they you could know, be smoking guns. But I'm he, telling here's you, the there's got to be a lot Eventually, more. here's one thing if they if they do go forward with, with impeachment is that that puts the pressure on because then he has to worry about what could possibly come out, out. later. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what got Nixon. You know, like, there's like, all this stuff happened with, you know, they were talking about, you know, like, it was after they went forward and the stuff they found out later, which was really what caused him to resign. Mm-hmm. So it's not what they know now. It's just once the impeachment, then everything, the floodgates open at that right. point. Yeah. They're, you're not going to be ignoring subpoenas. Hey, well, you know, he's still like uh, denying, denying, I mean, denying. I mean, look, either this he. man uh, is. I don't know what it's like to be a rich white man, <laughs> but yeah. either he has dementia or he is just like the, 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 the mask of like the privilege of being white yeah. and rich is just so like, it's so ingrained that he doesn't, he, he thinks can't he has, comprehend. A, he thinks he has an invincible cloak on, but yeah. as someone who works, as someone that. who works with teenagers who never face consequences in their life, I can't imagine what it must be to be also super rich, 60 something. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten your way for that long. That well, same and mentality. I think you need to throw in there the fact that he is a narcissist. I mean, you know, come on. And, and that also, you throw that into the mix with him. You know, he thinks that nothing can touch him. 
the arrogance is just astounding. It two, is. Two it side really notes. Is. Yes. You know how they talk, They took a picture of his notes. They've already made a. Uh, a what, meme. Not a meme, but uh What like, notes? So they took a picture of his notes, what he was gonna say I'm in sure like he a speech. I don't believe he did it, but No. You see they're like big letters and they're like they just somebody already made uh a font from that <laughs> and called it Cheeto hands or Cheeto fingers. So that's so it's that person. And We've the, got a hero of the week, but yes. that person's also a hero. <laughs> but yeah, and it was just like a page notes. And seriously, he wrote so big in black Sharpie. It was so easy to read. And it was like, I did not do this. I did not. Like, it was like, I did not a bunch of stuff, you know? I'm sure in his head he yeah. believes he didn't do anything wrong. But like that. And then they like said the speech and it's like the exact same things that was in the picture. But they made a font. And then another side note: Jesus and Mero had uh, Warren on the. I got. I haven't seen it yet. I gotta watch it uh, to it's, see the. It's a funny one, and it's good. Because they also had uh, Chadwick Bosman on there too. Yeah, but the Elizabeth Warren one was awesome. They went to an escape room, so watch. I watch it. Oh it's my good. god, oh boy! I gotta see this. Mm-hmm. Salute to salute to the East Coast versions of us, <laughs> <laughs> the much more famous and successful uh-huh. versions of us. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> he also another news that he's not doing well in. He's taken both sides of the Hong Kong protests. Uh, so he tweeted how he uh, he stands with the, the Chinese president Z. He's like, and then, but he also said that he supports the protesters because yeah. I'm sure he How doesn't understand. Yeah, he he must not understand. I mean, it's kind of nuanced for him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, people <laughs> protesting against the government. Yeah, he doesn't really understand. So, but uh, yeah, the the protests continue in Hong Kong. We've been talking about this for a long time. Well, what I think is fascinating right now are the number of protests that are happening all over the world. All over the world. Yeah, I mean, it's not you know what is it? Hong Kong, Chile, they're all going against because it's Mm -hmm. the the concentration of wealth that is a problem here in the United States is a problem everywhere, and people in other countries aren't as lazy Mm -hmm. and entitled and comfortable as we are here. Because also they're mainly poor. Yes, because they they were saying, like, I forget in which country in Central America. Venezuela uh, or Chile. So many people had moved up into the middle class over the last 20 years that now that this stuff is happening, all those people are more educated and informed. And now that they're losing all that stuff, they're they're going to the streets. Uh, I think it was in Ecuador. Wherever they were Mm -hmm. supporting the president, the president trying to make reforms. But uh, yeah, you see it in uh, yeah the the right wing takeover in Bolivia, mm-hmm. just all this all over Central America. You have the unrest in China, and and, and even now again in uh, the Middle East. Yeah, you know you've got an unrest happening. You know, and it's it, and and it's true. It's like why in the world can't we Americans kind of wake up, <sighs> wake the fuck. Up. And use our civil rights. Like, this is our right. Well, like, like, this would be a chance for us where we could be a leader and set a good example and support, like, in Israel with the, the Palestinians. And Israel just, you know, like, Netanyahu was indicted this right. week. That's right. That and happened. then you have the Israelis just going in there and just brutally attacking the Palestinians. And they're in the wrong. Every Anyone who has any sense knows they're in the wrong. This would be a case where, like, as a a world leader, the United States could set the moral tone if we had the ability to do so. But we're so just as corrupt as all these other places. Their their corruption is a symptom of what's wrong in our country, as our leadership in the world. Yep. And we we're just fucking up. We're just mm-hmm. fucking up. We're 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 slacking. 
We're the we're we're number one. Like we are the world leader. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking at us for leadership, and we're just like the fuck boy as Caesar but, always says. Yes. Doesn't but know wait, what to do. But mm-hmm. wait a minute, Sean. I mean, I met you at a dinner. True. I, this is true. I uh, how many years ago? It was, I think it was four years ago. Four mm-hmm. years ago, I for, I met you at a dinner, and the topic of that dinner, our salon was you know is you know the future of america and is it really a work going to continue to be a world power and i can sit here today and say you know we definitely have lost that place oh we the the thing is we've definitely lost it but there's certain parts of the world that still look to us for that leadership and we don't provide it anymore Mm -hmm. no we can't we can't exactly, right. and can't. that's the problem. There's no one that stepped up to take that our spot, so it's just a bunch of people fumbling in the dark. And maybe they got to figure it out on their own. The, and maybe that's why there are these unrests that are happening around. Oh, I'm the, sure, fifty or sixty years ago, there would have been a bunch of CIA operations, yeah. preventing right. all this stuff. Yes. They're probably like going in. They're still trying, yes. but we're not as good as it because mm-hmm. we're dumb now. Just trying, like, and like people are getting more educated too. Like, yeah, that's we the can't thing. take advantage mm-hmm. of them like we used to, mm-hmm. right? I, like we just we 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 used to be able to do this stuff so easily, and I feel like we got lazy about it, and we can't do it anymore. We haven't adapted yet, mm-hmm. and it's too late. People are gonna learn. It's a new it's a new world order. New world order. That's kind of scary. It, it sounds it very this scary. Thing, this yeah. whole but thing like is, to me though, like I feel like scary. as we as we go into the future, there's gonna be it's gonna be bad for a while. But the positives of this is that no one country is gonna be able to dominate and dictate what happens in other countries. So you're going to have mm-hmm. to build consensus. And the more people are forced to work together, I think is always better because it prevents the more you have to collaborate, the more right. it's not about you. It's about what's best for everyone. And that's what has to happen. We can't have one superpower dictating. Well, we can't, everyone... we can't have little, the 45th, <laughs> you know, we can't have somebody like there, like him, uh, as our leader right. here, just fucking everything you know, up for the whole world. We, yeah. we can't, you know, and that's that's number one. And so our first order of business is get him the fuck out, and whatever that takes. Well, we're messing we, up we, with that too. We yeah. got we got to get we got to get him out of there. Hopefully, we get a Christmas present though, which yeah, leads us I mean, but, but, directly uh, into the next uh, topic. Is the Democratic debate was this week, and mm-hmm. no one gives a shit because there's too many people still running and, for president. And, yeah. and you know what? And the thing about it is, it's okay. I uh, I decided, uh, I guess about, I don't know, a year ago or so, I said, you know what, enough of me, you know, just not, uh, you know, com- bitching and complaining. I need to get more involved. And so I am now on the Democratic Party's Central Committee. Are you really? Yes, I am. Salutes to mm. you. Yes, I, I so said. So you go to the meetings? Because me and my friend, we hey, did. I went to we, the meeting in Elko. All right. Oh, dang. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm part of, I'm trying to get, be a part of this. And, and so. What is, from the inside, what's your, it's your take oh. on the process here in Nevada? Well, I, you know what? I was, that was my first meeting and I was very impressed with, uh, the 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 chair, uh, this Nevada chair. I thought he was uh, just a, a. I I see with him uh, the opportunity for a, a strong leader, you know, with him. And I think that there's going to be a lot more transparency 
with him than there was before. I was always, I was really concerned when we had our caucus last time. And, Don't and, even get and, me started. Okay, all right, I, I, I won't. <laughs> but Sister I, Mike, I, we, 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 we got involved. We were going to meetings of you know, the Democratic Party, they, they, and we were not impressed with what we saw. Well, I, I think that um, I do see that where they, they care more about hearing all the voices you know, that they didn't hear last time. And I think that they're, you know, they're doing a few things differently so that all that they're, you know, they're, we will hear and, and have, uh, I'd say a stronger, varied voice in, in the caucus. And so I'm, I'm really, I'm pleased with that. So I was impressed with that. I mean, I'm just glad mm-hmm. Nevada turned blue. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and Reno was we for Bernie Sanders. So, yeah. I think, yeah, that's that's great. Like, I'm I'm happy to hear that because mm-hmm. it's been something I've been thinking. I get so many texts because we volunteered last what? cycle. Like, right, and I'm like, all right, like when am I going to get involved? And I'm like, yeah. come January, I think it's going to be time to to. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we get all have. We've and, all got to get involved. But I, I, yeah, and and we're actually they're going to be they're still looking for volunteers for the caucus. So there is a opportunity to do our that. caucus. Like, Last time, right over here at Mount Rose Elementary School, uh, I was a uh, a captain and helped with the caucus. Uh, and I heard this year it's going to be more like a primary, right? They're trying to right. make you be instead of because that was. And there's even luckily there's I am even, a large, loud man because there were <laughs> five hundred something people in the cafeteria that we had to hand count. I was right. standing on tables like, okay, if you're for Bernie over here, Hillary over here, you know, trying to. And it was, I'm like. This can't be the most efficient way to democratize this process. But, you know, getting back to what happened this week, you know what? I didn't watch the debate. No, that's the point. No, why would you? Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. I, you know, I read the cliff notes. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, what happened? Who said what? Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm just interested to see over the next month and a half who, because, you know, people aren't qualifying now. So I'm like, if you're not qualifying the debates, like drop out of the race. Right. Right. Obviously, if you're still in, you're not doing this to run for president. There's, I mean, to me, it comes down to Warren, Sanders, uh, Mayor Pete. Right. And, and Biden. Those right. are the four people. Those are the the main four. And then you've got, now you've got uh, Pete Buttigieg. He's like, he's doing. <laughs> he's surging. He's, he is surging. But like Bloomberg, get the hell out of here. Where did he Stayer, get the hell out of here. Did, uh, who's the other guy that just joined the race? Um, like Hinkenlooper, like all these other people. Well, Drop I, out. And, I, and I hear, I hear Hillary might even join. I'm like, come if on. If Hillary please. joins the race, I swear to God, I will burn something to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that too. I couldn't even click uh, on the I article. <laughs> please don't, Hillary. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, right, even... right. So, yeah, we. It's all right. Yes. Moving uh, on. A little change. Yeah, moving on. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't see this. So this is awesome. So there's a city planning for climate change. So in New York City, they're testing in the subways. So they closed down the... Yes, I read about that. Yeah, they closed down the subway on in, Broadway in, in Williamsburg. In Brooklyn, wasn't it? In Brooklyn, it? yeah, Williamsburg, mm-hmm. to test this like curtain to hold back a 14-foot wall of water. So obviously if, if something... there's ever flooding or anything Exactly. Like, because and it worked. Yeah, ever since uh, Sandy came through seven years ago and messed up the whole, they fuck it fucked up the whole tr- uh, subway system. That now they're 
uh, thinking ahead because climate change is only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. They're planning for super storms and stuff like that. So the curtain was actually designed by the same company uh, that designed the NASA Apollo suits. Wow, I didn't mm-hmm. know that part. Whoa, mm-hmm. whoa. So, and that was like, what, there are going to be more tests, but, and it's like, they said it's so easy. One person can put that curtain up and everything like that. So, like, that one person down in the train station right. it could do be, it. Yeah. And it could save so many lives at a rush of a flood or anything like that. Look at the MTA out there making good moves. Did mm-hmm. you see the picture? I mean, yeah, it was like, like so there was water all the all way, the way up to, to the top. top. How, if you've been to New York and you go down to the subway, right. it, from the sidewalk level, there was water all the way to the top. But, it was like the, mm-hmm. the tunnel was like a river, but mm-hmm. you know, it was just filled with water. Like in uh, Ghostbusters, what is the river of slime? Exactly. But that like water? Yeah, but it's all the way to the stairs. So as you're from street level going down, there was already water and it was closed so off. You can't go down there. Yeah. And down. then it said no step. They had stuff to like. Right. But, and it was funny too because in the article, it said it didn't affect the average New Yorker because New Yorkers don't give a shit. And they just went to the next stop. Right. Like it was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> They're used to that. Yeah. I also saw, speaking of the MTA, uh, that they're going to spend like two hundred something million dollars for extra cops, but the amount of to to stop like people j- jumping onto the trains illegally, mm-hmm. but the amount because of money they're spe- going on. the amount of money they're spending on the extra cops is more than the amount of money they're losing <laughs> from people not paying the fares. Yeah, because there's a, they even they're even doing it on the Bart too, jumping fares and all kinds of stuff. Excuse me, but yeah. Public transportation should be free anyway. Mm-hmm. That is just my socialist idea yeah. of the week. No, and it's crazy too because like downtown it, Portland. Yeah. In 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 New York, it caught like that's why you either do public transportation or a car because it costs so much a month. Right. For public transportation on the subway at least. It's wild. Yeah. Well, that's it for world news. Mm-hmm. Sports section, you were a little late on this, Uh-oh. but uh-huh. Carmelo Anthony signed with the t- Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, I was they like... They lost the first two games, I was though. a couple days late. He's washed. No, he is Our washed. opinion. No, no, he is washed, but I like it because he's still in the game. He, like, he doesn't look like he's an athlete. He's just all talent. <sighs> I don't even get me started. Okay, yeah. guys. I, I, hey, listen. I mean, I, I just want to ask you one thing, okay. all right, because I'm, I, you know... I'm really happy to see what's happening with my team, the Lakers. Mm-hmm. You know, they L- look. Ha- LeBron <laughs> is a man on a mission hey, right yes. now. Mm-hmm. Hey, it, they're going to win it all as, yeah, as I, long as he yes. doesn't get hurt. Yeah, right. He had. I, here's the thing. He but last, what happened to the Warriors? They injuries. Are, they everyone, are, yeah. Everyone's out. I mean, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, they just look. I'm pitiful. enjoying it. You know what? They're they going to get a high draft pitiful. pick, mm-hmm. and they'll be back. I'm not I, even I, but tripping. you know what? You know, they might be back, but they they going to have I don't think they can ever get to no. to the Lakers. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But the, back to the, like I'm not like my brother's Laker fan. I'm a Warrior fan. But LeBron, he heard everyone talking shit. Mm-hmm. Everyone no one's been paying attention to him. Like they were they, they make so the playoffs. Last season. He is on a mission this like yeah. Yeah. they showed I watched a video today where like He's jumping like the, he jumped up to like block a shot, and he was like his hand was like twelve feet in the air, mm-hmm. and then like he blocked the shot, ran down, he reached like sixteen miles per hour, then dunked on someone, and they're like he hasn't been like reached these these speeds and heights in like four years because now it's more of a Whoa. challenge to him. Now he's wow. not, and he's that's the, the thing. underdog. Like here's the thing: like people, MJ, LeBron, wherever you rest, LeBron's still playing, and he has a chance. I'm like, what if he wins like a championship or more with the Lakers? Mm-hmm. At this oh, yeah. expanded age, he has he, he's still writing his story, mm-hmm. and I think 
I'm excited just from I've always been a fan of LeBron as a person. Like, you know, he's a great man and what he does for the culture and what he does for for people. And uh, just to see, like, I hope, like, as a Warrior fan, they're obviously not going to win this year. I'm rooting for the Lakers. I want them to blow through the Clippers and I want them to, like, beat whoever comes out of the East just to, like, hit. I. Game recognized game and, mm-hmm. and like you, re- you appreciate greatness while it's here. I just want to whether or not you believe you know. I believe Jordan's better than LeBron. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. LeBron's way better than Kobe. Come at me, Laker fans! Oh I want wait all a the minute! Smoke. Ho- wait a minute! Hold, hold, hold up! Come hold at me, bro! I will do this about, all day. I, wait a minute! I don't know about that one. I I'm a Kobe girl. Listen, I lived in L. A. I love the Lake. I used to go. <laughs> I used to go to the Forum. And watch them. I had my seats. The Showtime my, Lakers. I had my season tickets. That's before Staples you know, Center, friends. You know, so I, I mean, I am a big Laker girl. You know, from back in the day, I'm back to the Magic I'm glad Johnson I that years. Nerve. Look at her. You know, yeah. Look at her. You See, the, hands, the, hands are, the hands are fierce right now. Which <laughs> I, good thing you're across the room, Sean. <laughs> So, you know, I don't know. I'll I hold mean, her back if I can. I, yeah, I don't know. If yeah. I can. But yeah. even as a Warrior fan, I can appreciate mm-hmm. the greatness. Like, I appreciated Kobe's greatness. I can appreciate LeBron's greatness. I was rooting for those Laker teams who were playing the Celtics. Because yeah. West Side yes. all, all day. <laughs> West Side. West Side. So, but, you know, I, I, I can't wait to see how the season unfolds. The Lakers have come out better than I thought. Anthony Davis, obviously, super talented. And I mm-hmm. like to see, like, players reach their potential. And I, I just like seeing greatness. And mm-hmm. last year it was the war. The last few years has been the Warriors' greatness. Right. This year it's going to be the Lakers and Clippers. It is. It a couple is. other teams battle for LA is going to decide yeah. it. And I can't wait to see what happens. And it's See, such I, good basketball. You know, I moved back in the '80s from Los Angeles. I was living in LA to Boston. Ooh. Uh, and I, how I'll never that? tell you. I mean, I would wear my Laker T-shirt and my cap. That was all oh, I'm sure you had bling tons of and blinged out, <laughs> and I would run because I I loved I would wear that and run around the Charles, and those Boston folks hated me. I I, they were yelling at me, <laughs> and I just loved it. Boston is like one of the biggest haters because like oh, I'm a, I'm, I'm they, a Yankees like, fan, and like when I was younger at the bar, and you know like you're young trying to like holler at girls or whatever, and Boston guys were like, oh fuck Yankees, <laughs> fuck Yankees, and I was like, hey. If you want to talk stats, mass holes. Yeah, they're mass holes. And like we could talk, we we could talk stats. But I'm here looking for the choke. You know, like what do you want to do right now? And they look at me like, oh. Ah. And I was like, that's right, motherfucker. Sit the fuck down. Drink your fucking car bombs. Somehow you survived. Like a lake. I mean, that's. Yeah, that doesn't get much worse than being a Laker fan of Boston. Right. That yeah, time. and I was. Right, like I mean, I feel like the whole country was divided between. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, like, either you were a Laker fan or a Boston. And I was fan. a Laker girl living in Boston. And mm. it, even me, like back then, like I was rooting for the Lakers. I was on the right. West Coast. You know, like am I going to be rooting for Larry Bird or am I going to be rooting for Magic and Kareem? But, Come on, but not Bird, even a no. contest. But Bird right. had the stride and the mustache, though. I mean, uh, Bird was a baller. Yes. Bird was, I mean, appreciate it. Bird, yes. I just watched the highlight reel of him. I was like, people can't, people don't even do the stuff he was no, doing. His strides, the mustache, that, that little Midwest, you know, grown man mustache. Woof. <laughs> also, another thing with Boston Bird that, that happened this week salutes to the great Bill Russell finally accepted his, uh, his nomination to the Hall of Fame because he was ah. the first black player. But when he was nominated, he felt because the other players had been banned, like weren't allowed. He didn't want to, he did said he didn't deserve to be the first black player that the other players before him. So the finally this week, like 
40 something years later he accepted his uh his place in the hall of fame he went to Boston. he has a lot of bad sentiment for for years Uh because he he moved to seattle after he retired he refused to even go back to boston because of the racism and stuff he faced there he was the first black coach Uh and for those of you you know to me bill bill russell is the goat he's the greatest Uh of all time 11 championships first black coach player coach won championships on the Celtics in Boston in the 60s. So salutes to him. Hey, wait a minute. Have you guys, did you guys talk about our boy Colin? Kaepernick? Kaepernick? Mm-hmm. We so did we're kind of, but here's like, the thing. We're on, we're, we boycott the NFL, so we don't even want to talk about the NFL uh, 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 okay. or give them shine right, on, on okay. here. Because, but, I mean, but he did, I mean, but what we definitely stand with Kaepernick. We definitely. We definitely stand with Kaepernick on it. The whole thing was a farce. It was a bunch I, of bullshit by the NFL. They're trying to get him to sign something where he couldn't sue them in the future. He's obviously been blacklisted. We've already. I have nothing more to say about that. Uh-oh. Our okay. official stance I, of up in the mix is should still. I the, no. Should yeah. I apologize? No. Should I apologize for even bringing it up? No, no, no. giving us another chance to officially yeah. estate the up in the mix position on the NFL is fuck the NFL. The only reason I watch the NFL, it's because it's on ballers. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fake. But yeah. almost real. We don't we don't yeah. talk about the NFL because we don't, they don't deserve our attention. Just like, just like the person in the in the yes, White House, that that mm-hmm. orange man. Yeah, no, just right. salute right. to like same thing with like uh, Master Ace. He's like a Philly fan, and when, like he was boycotting the NFL even when his team won the championship. He didn't he refused watch, to celebrate. He refused to celebrate. What didn't watch any games, but even though his squad was going, how the NFL is treating so bad uh-huh. people of color, just their players in general. He even boycotted like since then. And our, and our girl, Megan Rapino won like a award for a, a athlete of the year, or whatever. And she said she was inspired to take her stance and get more involved by Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. and gave him a shout out in her speech. So, uh, you know, He's obviously I, – I can't wait. I can't wait. I wasn't alive for Muhammad Ali, but I can't wait 30 years from now when people – when the, the thing changes and people to talk good about him because I'm going to be calling out you motherfuckers <laughs> who are against him. Well, you know, I, I really – I want to know what Colin is going to do next, you know, uh, and I, I really am a big admirer of his, and I would, I would love for him to um, – Go back to school, get that ad- advanced degree in black history, African-American studies, race, ethnicity, and really just either write books or be that person that, you know, that strong spokesman. To carry the torch from like Juan Carlos mm-hmm. and uh, from the, the 68th. Those and, are two personal heroes of, of mine. Right, yes. And and they too are now being recognized. And that's the hip, thing. Hip. Back then, you know, they were like, they got, I mean, they were sitting over in the Olympics for what they did. Right. Now they're looked upon as heroes. Mm-hmm. Right. Same with the Muhammad Ali. So, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure 50 years from now, he'll be viewed quite differently because like uh, Trevor Noah said, the best place to protest in America is in the past. Well, <laughs> let me, all right. So I'm going to tell you a little bit on sports. I'm going to give you a little personal sports story. Uh, you know, I have my master's from UNR in history with an emphasis in race and ethnicity. And my thesis was the biggest little struggle, black activism in Reno, 1954 to 1965. And when I was doing my research for that and what I write about in and the thesis is that 
the the 1960 we're coming upon the 60th anniversary of the 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 Olympics the Squaw Valley Olympics and here you know we had people from around the world athletes from around the world everyone who was going to be they were going to be coming to Torino Torino and Squaw uh, the athletes were going to stay in Squaw Valley and everyone else was supposed to be here in Reno. Well, 1960 Reno uh, was Jim Crow. People of color were not allowed in any of the uh, you know establishments, accommodations. They couldn't stay in, the, in go into any of the casinos. They couldn't stay in the hotels. So here, all these people were coming, going to come to Reno, and like, where where were the people of color going to stay? Uh-oh. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I wrote about this, and finally this week, there was a woman who read my thesis, who's uh, part of the. Uh, Squaw Valley Committee or whatever that's doing this celebration for the 60th anniversary, she asked me to come do an oral history on this. Nice. So this is now like uh, a part of UNR's history, oral oral history, this story about how... So were uh, they forced basically to integrate because the Olympics were going to be here? Yeah. Well, this is what happened. The NAACP folks in in California, the NAACP here, and several and and some of the religious groups, they started a letter writing campaign, and they shamed the city and, and said it's going to be a stain on Nevada if and a stain on Reno if this doesn't happen. And the Reno City Council, Reno's mayor, they were so racist. They were some racist motherfuckers. Shocker. Right. (laughs) White people in the 60s being racist. I can't believe that. That's why I always say with colored people, we can only time travel so far back in time. Right. In 1960s, not that far back. Exactly. Come on. I mean, my, parents are, my parents are like in elementary school. Yeah. Right. We you can't know? even go that far. That's right. what I'm thinking. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, and here they were. So, I mean, there was a major letter writing campaign and they shamed. And then it hit the it hit the global newspapers. It hit papers across around the world that Reno was a Jim Crow, how in the world were people going to come to Reno and not be welcome? For the Olympics, and the Olympics is supposed to bring everyone together. Like, that's half the... Exactly. Side note, note, this is what colored people think of when you say make America great again. (laughs) Right, exactly. So what they ended up doing was they opened the doors and they desegregated only the period of the Olympics, oh my God, of and Damn. then they shut their doors back again and said, "Fucking white people!" <laughs> right? It's ridiculous. And it wasn't, and it wasn't until 1965, a year after the Civil Rights Act was passed, that they opened their doors again and they let had to. people. They and had they, had to. Had, they to. had to at that it, point, right? It, they had to. Mm-hmm. So, but, but. For just that little period, and I had to just say what is that it, with, like three months? with sports. No, it was two weeks. Two weeks? <laughs> two, two weeks. Two weeks? What about two the people weeks. building the uh, connecting right. I-80? Uh, and no, like no, the, no, no, no. They, no, they didn't care about them. Uh, they ain't give a shit about any of those They folks. were out there in the woods with no, the bears. Two, being... Wait a minute. They were more concerned about the press yeah. and people uh. who are going to write the stories and talk about and write no, about. I was right. They just don't right. look bad. Yeah. You know, typical, they, they didn't want to look bad to them. Typical fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I just had to like tell you that that's little great, sports though. story. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At least they're acknowledging it, you know. Yeah. And 
Right. Now they're like, right. It's it now 60 years later, there's they're saying, you know what, this is an important angle that should be acknowledged. That mm-hmm. We didn't we've never talked about. Yeah. So did, did that yeah. uh, did that oral history already pass or is it coming up? Or Well, it, I, I've uh, it's coming up, so I'm not sure when it'll be out. Let us I'll, know. I will yeah. let you know. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know. That's awesome. Yes. yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. speaking yeah. of the culture, Dude. we're on this topic. Like, uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> how how good is it? It's amazing. Mm-hmm. We were talking earlier about X Men. Mm-hmm. Caesar and Ike. For those of you out there, the X Men cartoon debuted, I think, in ninety two or uh-huh. ninety three. I-, I was like ten or eleven, and uh, I've been watching it. And like my brother's been watching. He's been mm-hmm. playing it for my little niece. I've been watching it with my baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's you know. <laughs> Just there, there's so much. There's something on there for everyone. Yes. If you don't have hmm. Disney Plus, I don't. There's something on there for every. Uh-oh. There's uh, for those of you who are '90s or '80s children like I am. There's Ducktales, Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck, Darkwing Duck. That's my shit. They have every single Disney movie mm-hmm. from back in the day. They've got a whole section on Marvel, all the Spider-Man mm-hmm. stuff. Obviously, like the whole MCU universe. Yeah. But then, you know, there's new stuff out even there. Even the newer ones, like Lizzie McGuire's on there, like for the generation after us and stuff. And like even Stevens, I believe, you know. There's so... Salute to you, Shyla. There's so much on there. And just I've just been binge-watching X-Men. Take, Dude, X-Men. And that takes me, like, I remember when I was like, you know, as someone who read the comics, to see it, it be a cartoon was such... Mm-hmm. And like watching, I forgot like how, because the allegory with X-Men is that they're mutants and they're they're like minorities. So they, they're they they're segregated. they're segregated, they're persecuted, and like yeah. as as like a young black kid that resonated mm-hmm. with me so much in watching yeah, these cartoons, I'm like mm-hmm. I forgot how much they really focused on yeah. that bigotry towards mutants, especially like, the first two seasons. Yeah, like the uh, fathers of humanity. Yeah, the whatever. friends of humanity. Friends yeah. of humanity. Basically, like the KKK, yeah. and then them trying to register people. Like it just it still resonates yeah. today with mm-hmm. what's going on today. And so that, no, back then when you were watching it, did you have that awareness? Oh yeah, no, me as a so child. Oh yeah, right. even that's young, why I loved it. Even even me, I was just like, yo, they're being they're being. That's why I liked it because like they're being pushed out like me. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and, and, oh, totally. and then identify, and then they're and then they're fighting totally. back. You know, like and like, and I was like they have the whole like Professor X was kind of like Martin Luther King Jr who kind of believed in, like, we need to work together peacefully. Mm-hmm. But then you had, like, Magneto, Magneto, who's kind of like Malcolm X, exactly. who was like, no, we need to stand fight. up for ourselves fight. and mm-hmm. fight these people. If they're going to fight, if they're going to persecute us, we need to fight back. Yeah. We need to, like, stand up for ourselves. They both had the same goals, but different uh, tactics. And they respected each to, other. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, even though they're kind of... It was so nuanced mm-hmm. for something, you know, because it was originally written in the 50s and 60s. And salutes to Stan Lee and those guys. Because, you know, they were the first to have, like, black superheroes. Yes. They had Native American, Hispanic. They were doing stuff that wasn't... I mean, when they had when they introduced Black Panther, like, people yeah. were boycotting because they had a black superhero interacting uh-huh. with white people. Mm-hmm. And, to see, you know, as a kid, just to see that, it meant so much. That's why X-Men was... I, th- I feel like so many, especially people of color our age, X-Men mm-hmm. was our favorite. Because you understood that and you knew what it represented. And you weren't seeing that anywhere else in pop culture. And it was crazy because, like, all the mutants were, like, from different sects of life. Yeah. You know? And then it's just, like, just because they're a tad bit different from the Friends of Humanity that and i was just and they would be like you know like what did we ever do to you and he'd be like you're born you were like you understood and i was like that was in a cartoon for fucking kids you like i'm like kids need to watch this now Mm -hmm. like yeah if people Mm -hmm. watch that you you see 
what it because it's told from their perspective, so you see what it's like. I mean, it's so clever. Like they were such geniuses to do to to design it that way because it's not like how you would if you thought about it like. It's not how DC Comics looked, you know. Like Superman's like heralded as a hero, but with the X Men, like people hate them because they're different and mm-hmm. their powers, and that the, they're not seen as human, and they're fighting to be seen as human. So it just the I mean, it's I've read the oral history of the the it's amazing that it was even made. Of course, they tried to cut it because they thought it like it wouldn't be popular. It'd be too it was too complex. And they had too much going on for kids, and it ended up being, you know, one of the greatest cartoons of yeah, the whole decade. Yeah, five seasons, and it went through a lot, so it's good. Definitely influenced mm-hmm. me in uh, how I view the world, and, mm-hmm. and definitely. Like, so, Sluice, I mean, Disney is probably going to be our future corporate overlords. <laughs> probably, so, like, at least they got future? this. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it'll be Disney, Amazon, and then uh, it'll be Skynet brought Sky- to you by Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Skynet, Skynet will be in the background. We we know what's real. But it'll be like Amazon, uh, Disney, and who else? Who's the other big one? Google? Google. Those okay. three. Yeah, yeah. Those are going to be the three new branches of government. In <laughs> Skynet in the background. The 2032 <laughs> election brought to you by Amazon and Jeff Bezos. <laughs> and now a word from uh, now the United from- States CEO, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Anyways. Save us, Skynet. Yeah, Skynet. Remember, help me win the lottery, dog. So our word of the week this week, we've talked about it a lot, but Caesar, if you want to give official, is cuffing. Cuff. So, two cuff. Two cuff. So like we, winter time, fall, winter is called cuffing season. And I always like to, a lot of people don't know, but it's like snuggling. Like you find a significant other after you've been wiling out, you know, hot boy summer, hot girl summer. And you settle down in the winter time, so you could snuggle, have a significant other to, you know, Disney Plus and chill. <laughs> and <laughs> cuff. <laughs> and cuff. So it's like cuddling, you know? <laughs> Cuffing season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's is, the Urban is de- Dictionary? is defined as people who would normally rather be single or promiscuous find themselves along with the rest of the world desiring to be cuffed. Or tied down in a serious relationship mm-hmm. during the cold fall and winter months. Not for, not just tied down. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, for especially like me. I like being a little spoon for sure. So that's that's yes. It's like why short relationships in winter? Cuffing season. Cuffing season. Cuffing season. So salutes to all you all people, right. all you fuck boys out there <laughs> who have spent all summer being douchebags <laughs> who are now desperately trying to find someone to spend these cold winter night long winter nights with. Mm-hmm. And cuff. And, and cuff. cuff. Yeah. Or snuggle. Whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, but cuffing season is upon us. So But uh yes. Um Where did you find that word? They say it, it's, it's on like, the e- it's an East Coast, East Coast thing, thing. It's a, uh-huh. and it's becoming more it's a, popular as I think uh, the internet and yeah, so on and so with forth. the internet uh-huh. and everything. I think it, it's definitely like a Northeast word yeah. that's spread to the to West it's Coast and the rest yeah. of the okay. country. It's kind of like it's brick outside, you know, uh-huh. like when you go outside, it feels like a big brick. One of the unintended concepts we were talking about is the uh, these regional dialects; these words are spreading beyond and becoming more popular. In everyday mm-hmm. vernacular because of the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think Fleek was like one, two. And Fleek, um, Crunk, mm-hmm. Twerk, yeah. Hyphy. Like, all these things mm-hmm. that we, you know, Hella, although mm-hmm. Hella, I, I after that video I watched it, it's still apparently just a Northern California word. <laughs> apparently, yeah. Well, what, who, I, 
was I listen in the morning on my drive uh, to work. I was listening to what is this big boy in the neighborhood? Yeah, 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 <laughs> big boy. And he he's he not that used, big no more. Right, right. No, he isn't. I've not seen him, but I yeah. But, but his but, head's big. That's but, what happens when big people get real small. Their head stays real but, huge. But he used a word, uh, and I don't even I don't even remember the word, but it was similar to like cuffing, mm-hmm. and I went. Oh my gosh! I I don't know this word, and I was like, so there there is mm-hmm. a whole new vocabulary happening, and it's just spreading that, with the internet because now it's not with the internet is not stuck in that region. Yeah. yeah. So now, right. especially like friends all connected and stuff like that, and stuff you know, trending. And once it becomes yeah famous and popular, mm-hmm. it just spreads like wildfire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it was huh. crazy. Like even younger, seeing like the Harlem Shake mm-hmm. back in the day, and it was basically like a you know northeast stuff and seeing it on the west coast mm-hmm. all right well uh what's your song of the week our second break my song of the week yb and corday from the dmv we've uh talked about him i don't know how much we've played him before but the song featuring chance the rapper is called bad idea for a new rapper like people out there like to say like hip-hop's terrible i love their sound i love their music they're having a good time and uh just listen and enjoy Salute. Yeah, uh, I know myself far too well to be a stranger of pain. Despite it all, we remain in the same. I'm just changing the game. Heart pure, never tainted with fame. Straight ahead, I'ma stay in my lane. Never switching courses, life's amazing. Shit is gorgeous. Looking at the bigger picture, portrait, and I smile wide. Performed a song and the crowd cried. How can I lie? I'm tearing up as I'm starting to stare in y'all lies. I know this shit you going through the last month. You're stressing as you hitting on that glass blunt A nigga praying to get lucky like Daft Punk You can't even stomach the pain, now that's a bad lunch Uh, ramen noodles on the regular Add some seasoning and some hot sauce for a better touch Peanut butter, jelly, and syrup sandwich, etc And we just flying in the nebula And it might not be such a bad idea if I never went home It might not be such a bad idea if I never went home so again Don't you cry, little baby, little baby It'll be alright Don't you cry, little baby It's gonna, it'll be alright I done been around the world four times looking for parking Finally found a condo that shit still feel like apartment Out south my foul mouth started sounding like apartment Roundabout like cartwheels, hopped inside of a U-Haul, confused where all my art went. Monsters in a quiet place, some of these decisions is like Sharpie on a dry erase. I know they thought I wouldn't, but I'm fireplace. I had my cake and ate it too, that shit is in a quiet taste. I promised I would buy a place, I got my favorite roommates. They used to never see me like when you zip up a new babe. Do that shit for it's too late, don't ever drink the Kool-Aid. Don't ever think it's sweet, that's that creme de la brulee. Who they, they rob a goulet, they nussy cuckoo goofay. My wife yelling, who they, my daughter. I see it clear like Blu-ray, I park it in the sky I keep them on my block, round the corner of my eye like a sty, uh So don't you shed a tear, cause there'll be better years I live life by faith, nigga, instead of fear God crying, thunderstorms is heaven tears The feeling of lost hope, shit is never here Cause we gon' make it happen, by any means A young nigga dog, but I done witnessed many things Age 13, wearing hand-me-down skinny jeans 
You know they're a little extra faded around the knees with the grass stains in them. I really wish a little extra cash came in them, cause a nigga really needed it. Pain, I defeated it and brought back. Soul survivor, nigga, what you call that? And it might not be such a bad idea if I never went home. See, it might not be such a bad idea if I never went home. Don't you cry, little baby, little baby. back guys that was sean's song of the week and it was bad id bad idea by ybn corday and chance the rapper such a soulful like a deep song from someone so young like uh, we've mm. arguing lately about with people on the internet people love to talk shit about hip-hop these days but here you know this guy's 21 years old he still has acne on his face super young mm. making meaningful music talking about watch the video if struggle. you can see it yeah it just the perspective. Obviously, mm. Chance is older, has yeah. a family, has kids, is going to have that older perspective. But YB and Corday, like the, his new album, such a great album mm-hmm. for someone so young to make something so polished and not just like about partying, mm-hmm. going yeah. out there doing drugs, drugs getting yeah. wasted or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just about real life shit and the struggle. Yeah, and the video was awesome because it was like a little bit of good times with like family cookouts and everyone like hanging out. But then you see like him struggling with his mom and they're like looking over bills and it's just real life shit. Yeah. What do you think about G? I loved it. I did. I liked it a lot. And, and as I said, I even liked his his jeans. I, I mean, <laughs> the fact that he had on Mickey Mouse jeans. I mean, that says something, too. It's like, you know, that's the that youthful spirit yeah. there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, when when everyone else, when you see the the trends in fashion, you know, uh, that, you know, is definitely inspired, strongly inspired by, you know, hip hop and what they're wearing. The fact that he had those on says mm-hmm. a lot. And then when he talked know? about hand me down, hand me down jeans being skinny jeans. Talks about tells his, gener- his youth, yes, his generation. His generation. Mm-hmm. People he, our age aren't going to relate to that, no. but younger people are going to understand what he means. Mm-hmm. By that. Yeah. But everyone could relate to hand-me-down jeans, right? You know? And then, but his like specifically saying skinny jeans—that's like his generation right now, and like still finding money in his pocket because he really needed it. And the soulful sample mm-hmm. again. We always love that the the nod to R and B, the obviously the precursors mm-hmm. to hip hop with the production. Just incorporating the soulful sample and, uh, you know, just people like music is constantly being reborn. And I think uh, that's another example of that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Awesome. Yeah. 
All right, so it's uh, time for the meandering questions. So this has evolved over time. These to be rapid fire, but the answers, we don't want rapid fire. We want in-depth, thoughtful, informative answers to these hard-hitting, important questions that the people need to know. I'm scared. <laughs> don't be scared. I was never scared. Because I'm outside of the club and you think I'm a punk. Anyways. As we meander right off the bat. Boom. Right. So the first question, for the, you can take turns answering whoever. Mm. What is your favorite artistic medium? Mm. Oh, gosh. I love, I just am a huge fan of performing arts. Uh, I work in mainly a public art scene, but we do fund the performing arts. And I consider myself a little bit of a performing arts art artist. And uh, I am never so moved as I am by music. I just, I love it. I'd have to say, I mean, I, I love the visual arts. Okay. I think that that's my favorite. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I, I go from, be it sculpt, sculptors, sculptures to, you know, murals. Uh, I love it all. I mean, I really do. But I, 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 I'm a visual person, and I have to say I love the visual arts. Like photography? Great answer. And mm-hmm. photography. Look at that balance. Yes. What about y'all? Oh, we're, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sure I probably we are <laughs> obsessed. I'm obsessed with music. I've yeah. been a music fan since I was like five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. For me, well, I think I that you know, I mean, I, I, I love music. I live music. I think music. It's always in my brain. But I've got to have that visual component mm-hmm. too. Uh, I mean, I, I am a big be a jazz, but as you say, neo soul, mm-hmm. hip hop, R and B. I love it. Love it. Love it. There's not, I mean, you walk into my place, it's all, there's always music going on. Music is always on. I mean, you're, uh, you appreciate yeah. the artist, artistry. Yeah. Art, yes, but yeah, I do, yeah. but I, I like that visual as well. And like for me, it's just music and photography. Mm. So, yours is photography. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Black and white or color? Black and white's my jam. All right. Jams. All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, next one favorite bar in Reno? <laughs> Craft. I went there. That's where you got. Like, that's, the where wine. that's where. That's where. Yeah, I was like, okay, earlier. I can tell that. But they, I'm obsessed. I love Ty. He's so mm. generous. Salute to Ty. Salute to Ty. And the whole yeah, salute out to there. Ty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brooke, he's very generous Brooke, to Gino, the community. Gives Brody. a lot, and then it's great because a lot of my friends have chosen to have families, and you can bring in children to that bar. So mm-hmm. you can get together with, I can get together with many different friends and then also I just, like the way you said that, families. Families. <laughs> uh, or I just like run in and, and I grab a... she took the pinky a, out of the corner yeah, of her yeah. mouth. Families. <laughs> uh, or I just like grab a bottle of wine. They know what I'm looking for. I'm like under $10. You can do it. <laughs> Come on, Brooke. Uh, it's funny talking to Brody about wine because yeah. he's a little yeah. snobby uh-huh. sometimes. You know, uh-huh. I'm like, yo, Brody, dog. I don't got that much money in my wallet today. Uh, and he's like, all right, he's all right. $50. It's a little expensive for a bottle. Exactly. exactly. When it's going to be done in 30 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We know that they don't know anything here. about wine. They don't need that. <laughs> right. They don't need that good of a wine. They just need to know I'm it tastes better. That fancy of a place. Better than Carlos Rossi. Yes. But I will say Emerson is a close second. The Emerson bar? like, yeah, it's, it's like an, a newish bar. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been it to is a new. Y'all it is been new. To the, it's right across the street. It's right there. Yeah. Have y'all been to the bathrooms? Uh, yeah. I've not yet. even Speaking been. I've not even been art, in the Emerson. You gotta get it. Yeah, check it out. All Great right. cocktails. Um, really cool vibe. So salute to the lady date night what, out there. Well, yeah, you, do you, it. You know, I'm I'm not a drinker, 
you know, so I I don't you know frequent bars. Mm-hmm. You know, when I have friends that come into town, well, that means you're even a better person to ask. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're probably right. more selective. Well, when I have friends come to town, I I, I typically take them to chapel. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that's somewhere where I like. And but when I, it's interesting now when I want to go out someplace and hear some music. And uh, I'll go to like the soul night or funk night at picnic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's where you'll see me, you know, hanging out. So that's where I'll that's where I'll go. Picnic. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. In the same vein, what is your favorite restaurant in Reno? Mm. El Adobe. No question. Really? Drop the mic. I'm okay. done tonight. Best, right. best margaritas. <laughs> Wow. They're just, they know me and like, <laughs> and I love the Rio Grande. You should try it if you haven't. Okay. Uh, and d- yeah, the customer service, the food is always fantastic. And I feel like family, but not in like the Italian or what is it? The Olive Garden. When you're <laughs> here, you're family. Don't mention that place. Olive <laughs> Garden. What? No, they say when you're here, you're family. That's how I feel about El Adobe. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. All I just right. gave them an unsolicited plug and I don't even like them, but go yeah. on. Well, I I have to say that I like various cuisines, and so I have to go by cuisine. And Mudang is my favorite for Thai. Okay. And Anna's, Anna's, uh, is my favorite for Mexican. I don't even know that. I've never heard of that place. Oh, my gosh. You got to check it out. It is right there on the corner of 4th. And McCarran mm. over there oh, okay. in that little in that little oh, center yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah. It is the best Mexican in Reno. Okay. It honest is okay. Yeah. Strong I, words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I yes. All yeah. Right. Fighting right. Words. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next question. Favorite art related event in Reno? Uh oh. Oh my god. In Reno. Oh. Okay. So I enjoy the Holland Project uh, holiday market. What is it called? Chili. It is, it, we're going to talk about it later. Mm-hmm. It's called the High Desert Art High and Craft. Desert. It changed. It used to be the Rogue. Yeah, the Art, Rogue. The Rogue. Rogue yes. yeah. This year, they're rebranding. It's called uh, the High Desert Art and Craft Festival. Or okay. Fair. Well, I, maybe because I'm in the spirit of like buying gifts, but I have really done some serious damage at that. And it's enjoyable because you see everyone you know in Reno and you feel like that much closer and you're like, I love you in this. It's December 7th spirit. and 8th this year from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Get Both days, down. different different vendors each day. So check it out. Do it. Geraldo, mm-hmm. what about you? Oh my gosh, this is this is a tough one. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just trying to think of what event you know is it that I just must go to. You know, there's so many. I'm always on the go, going to mm-hmm. something. You know, uh, some you know event. Does it have to be like a one time event? It's whatever you want to say. Follow your heart. You're we the follow queen. your. We we encourage heart following here yes, at Up in the Mix all day, every day. Heart following. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know if that's. <laughs> I love thinking of the holidays since we you know we're talking about the holidays. My favorite holiday event is the Chili Cash and Carry so which is fabulous over at Wedge Ceramic Studio and I believe that is the same weekend as the Holland Projects event December 7th and 8th. Which uh, yes, which but I love what I love about their event is that they make uh, bowls and you can't use pay a price. You buy a bowl 
and there's chili there that you can, you know, you can, you know, have a good hot bowl of chili and then spend your money. <laughs> so they feed you and then set you loose. Yeah. Right. It's so not a bad that's, way. It's called a hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. That, <laughs> right, exactly. That's my favorite holiday event. Uh, and then I'd have to say that, um, in the, you know, I really like uh, Art Town as well. And and that's not one that's event. That's cheating. That, the whole month. <laughs> right, 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 right. There's a lot that goes on. Yeah. <laughs> right. 500 but, right, events. Right, right, right. And, I, and what I like about that, it's not just one event. It's a month, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I, I won, you know, Art Spot Reno. We say, you know, it's a, and I'm going to put a plug for my own Do event. It. Do it. Because I give every second Saturday I give a walk in Midtown, the Midtown Mural Tour, the second Saturday, 10 o'clock, we meet at uh, Bebo's and we walk for two hours around and talk about, I talk about um, the murals in Midtown. And I'd have to say that's probably my favorite mm, arts go. event. Mm. Have y'all done the mural? I mean, unofficially. Uh, yeah. We've Because living down here for so yeah. long and walking around. And, like, You've most, got of, hey, and listen, most of our friends I, have done yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, we know a lot of the murals. You've got to do but it you, with Geralda and Eric. Yes. It is the biggest treat. Is it okay if I bring like a bottle of rosé or something? <laughs> hey, listen, put it in your little bolo bag or whatever. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah. You're gonna, right. you're She's be, not going to be the one to get right. you in trouble. You're, you're gonna, in. Yeah, right. I'm you're going to be walking for two hours. So whatever you need, whatever it takes, but definitely come on out. Right. And, and, and I, you know what? You're going to learn. You might have, you know, you're going to see some murals that you probably don't know about. Mm-hmm. And you're going to learn a little bit about a lot of murals that you didn't know. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the next question, we asked this one to everyone. What's the last musical artist you listened to? Because we want people, you know, we, we love music. So what have you been listening to lately that's really, you think people need to hear this? Yeah. Or you can look in your phone to see what the last one was. I know. Oh my I'm God. curious people, what People have done that before. Was. Oh, my goodness. Well, that you know what? I'm a big, okay. <laughs> hmm. What do you want to say, Geraldo? Well, I, we're opening a Pandora's box. Follow your box. heart. Follow your heart. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll just tell you. I have been listening a lot. I'll just say. I'll look at it right now. Uh, I during the day when I'm at home, uh, you know, just uh, working, I listen to a lot of deep house music. I like how you call that house music as well. Yes. Nod to you. Yes, uh, right. house music is from Chicago, Detroit area originally. Right, exactly. I used to go. I remember I went to the first uh, festival for in in Detroit for house music. You know, I went to that festival. So yeah, I I, I love that music it. knowledge. What? <laughs> All right, but uh, so I listen to a lot of of deep house music, and that's always going. You know, because for me it's like easy to work with. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I've been listening to is. Uh, my SoundCloud is a lot of this sunrise mixes and different mixes from Burning Man 2019. You know, so I've been listening to quite a few of those. There's one that's right now, it, it's Illich Musica. Uh, it's the live sunrise set uh, that was uh, there at, at Burning Man and one at probably Robot Heart or uh, one of the uh, art cars out there that was playing. But uh, so that's what I'm listening to. Okay. Alexis? Mm-hmm. I really enjoy a female vocalist. And so I would recommend Christina Train. 
And this is an older album, but I don't think that many people understand her haunting, beautiful voice. Uh, the album is Dark Black. And also Dolly. I've been listening to... Dolly Parton? Parton? A whole hell of a lot of Dolly Parton. I've <laughs> been a big fan, but then I'm listening to this podcast. Yeah, um, there's new... Po- yeah, I was just reading about this it's yesterday. it's incredible. And it's... I mean, I... So like, and, millennials are into Dolly Parton. Right, uh, they say... <laughs> That it does cross generational, cross uh, any sort of um, you know ethnicity or socioeconomic um, divide. yeah socioeconomic divide people uh, Republican Democrats everyone loves Dolly Parton and w- the way that they break down her her music oh my gosh it just makes you love her even more she is brilliant. All right, I'm gonna have to listen to this because I am not a Dolly Parton. Fan. I, I just, I mean, I just you know, literally read I, about that podcast you know, yesterday. I, okay. I'm not much of a country well, girl. Uh, it's not country. It's like real country okay. though. It's not right. country. It's, like it's, it's not pop. Country. It's folk. It's, it's yeah. called. Folk. It's folk. called Dolly Parton's America. That's the podcast. Uh, uh, so, oh, is it Americana music then? Or I thinking? would say, but it also is. It, she talks about well, the, they talk about in the podcast how it's it's immigrant music. Ah. It's, I mean, we put country music in this box that it's like only for a certain demographic that a lot of people feel but like segregated hers from. Hers started out, though, as folk music made by people in the Appalachians mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. were immigrants. Yeah. And as the great Most Def said, just like hip hop, all real music is folk music because it's made by a certain amount of, certain group of people from a certain place living in a certain mm-hmm. place and time. Mm-hmm. And I think. That's what the Dolly Parton thing is. A true, true. I'm gonna have to check it out. Oh my god, you have to. The podcast is so good. Yeah, I recommend it. All right, last question because I know we we got to be on the. Yeah, where we've been meandering. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. the thing. It's like a river going Mm -hmm. going to the ocean. (laughs) It does not happen quickly. (laughs) It gets slower the closer you get. If you had a dinner with three other people, dead or alive, who would it be? Do they have to be people? (laughs) No, you can say Uh, fictional characters. Yeah, exactly. Well, I. Uh, my my puppy died this year, Aww. and so uh, is that weird? Follow I mean, I've your never, heart. I've never had him Alexis, sit at the table, heart. but I feel like he'd be at my feet. Um, does he count as a person? Like, do I have to now follow say your just heart? To? Follow okay. your heart. Okay, my grandparents also died this year, so Aww. and my grandparents were really supportive of my education, and my grandparents didn't understand me at all. They went to George H. W. Bush's inauguration. Oh boy! And to do that, you have to uh, really big a bit be a big supporter, and so we didn't relate on a lot of political issues, but they supported my and what they probably thought was insane uh wanting of you know rights for people and learning about how to make this country better and all i would do whenever i was around them because i would visit them um on my breaks uh from college is tell them like how messed up the world was and all my plans to change it and even (laughs) though they probably disagreed with me fundamentally they were so supportive of my you know path in life so i guess that all the dead people from this year <laughs> and my dog <laughs> okay right. huh well i guess i'm gonna like mention one person who's deceased from uh this year but uh i'm all about the sheroes yeah and i'm all about the black sheroes okay uh, and I think number one, there's a woman that I have always wanted to meet. She's on my list. I'd love to go to Cuba and find her. 
Asata Shakur. Okay. Uh, she is number one on my list. Okay. Uh, I, I, I just, yes, I definitely would love to, to meet her, and I'd love to have her at my at dinner. Uh, second, Toni Morrison. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, Toni Morrison would this have. Is such a great question. Yeah. You know, Tor- Toni Morrison would have to be there as well. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, I just would love to sit around and and eat fried chicken with this woman um michelle obama mm, that's that's a good one yeah oh the obamas God. have been a popular answer yeah, yeah yeah michelle obama i'd like to have her there too yeah well, yeah she's a shero for me when she talks about in her book how she's toasting a piece of toast and the freedom of making her own meal post-election you're like God, this woman's amazing. And you know, and I didn't read that book. I've not read that book. I have so. numerous copies that I think I've stolen from people. So <laughs> if you want some, I have them. I'll bring you one. Bring me one, yeah. yeah. Actually, bring... If, Get ready what? to just cry okay. the entire holiday season. Uh-oh, okay. <laughs> All right, it's, yeah. It's I've, joyful I, I, right. and it's, it's so amazing. I love her. I mean, I went to mm-hmm. both inaugurations. Uh, yeah, I she's definitely up there. Her husband is too, but she's she ranks. All right, I love hearing yeah. how like you guys have the people have touched you. That's why I like this question because yeah. people get very personal answers or just the, their reasoning behind the people they choose. So. Mm-hmm. Great job, you, you guys, guys made it. Oh my Thank gosh, you, you guys! Thank I'm you. so impressed. You're scholars. You're gentlemen. <laughs> you're just true Reno supporters and boosters. I can't get enough. Thank you for what you do. Thank you. And this is so much fun. Well, you we, make it fun. So, uh, you know, keep listening and, uh, and enjoying what you're hearing. Well, there you have it, hip-hoppers and mark-ass busters, baby mamas and nine-to-fivers. This is another fine-ass edition of Up in the Mix with Captain Kulo, the truth, and the token white guy. I just want y'all to know, last time I got blowed, Snickers bars was a nickel. This is a.k.a. Most Death, a.k.a. El Negro, a.k.a. Grumpy, a.k.a. Jamal left at 2.15 a.m. saying peace and hair grease. Make sure you follow at www.upinthemix.live and Della Photorino. That's D-E-L-A-F-O-T-O-R-E-N-O. So until next time, stay black. Stay black.